The Sketcho Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you are about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, Damen und Herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hey! The Sketchomatic Show. I am beyond thrilled. I think you could hear my heart pounding on the microphone as I speak right now because this is a rare opportunity. I haven't seen this gentleman in quite some time. It's been years. It's probably been since like 2018, but I've known him for uh, decades, I can say by now. We've been to many clubs together, partied many a nights in Vegas as I watched him tear up the turntables. This man has his hands in so many different endeavors. I mean, Grammy-nominated. LMFAO shots. He wrote the song. If it wasn't for that, his idea, that song would have never happened. That's just facts. Wow. Scam artist for decades now, right? He's got his own Try It Studios. That's a brand new thing. Try It Record label or Try It Records. And he's alongside DJ5. They formed the performance DJ duo Fade, F-A-E-D. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, folks... I am tremendously honored to have Eric Delos. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my! God. What an intro! Woo, I love let's it. Go Deluxe! And by the way, I I've known you forever, but I, I've seen you not since 2018, bro. Really? When was the last time? I well, saw I, you? we I, I told I, I saw you a week ago at Vix, but well, but, but before know. that, I would see you at Priscilla's oh, yeah. or Whole Foods. That's true. but. Between it was a while, and then I would random. Right. I feel like I saw you two or three times, uh-huh. like at the coffee shop, yeah. or even like maybe walking through Whole Foods. But at the car wash too. At the car wash at the, too. At the car wash. At the yeah. car wash. Bro, I saw you there. That's what I'm saying. So I see you at the most random, yeah. thing, and that was way before 2018. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I mean, after way after. Sorry. To be able to sit down with you and actually, yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been since like since the Christmas since uh, the Chris scam Christmas party 2018, I believe. Okay, was okay. the last time I really got that's to fair. like chill with you. That's fair. And that's then fair. of course at Vic's summer soiree, yes, which was fantastic. So his how, uh, his backyard boogie. Oh my god, it was it was like a music video with yeah, DJ Felly's uh, low rider. That I know you were hitting the switches. Oh, too. that was fun. That was fun. I've always right? wanted a, a low rider car, so. Yeah, you look like you fit that. Yeah, so I used to build them when I was young. I I grew up like just loving like lowrider cars, and and uh, I used to build the model cars, and I got so good at it. We started like a car club, and dude, we were getting featured in like lowrider magazine and shit. Oh shit! And I was, and I would go to, like to to random little car car shows, mm-hmm. and I would win trophies. And I'm so bad at keeping stuff, so like, bro, I literally had like first place trophies for like dancing competitions or hopping and like my what? car my model cars that i would build so yeah Scratch. like yeah so the, even felly the first time i was hitting his switch he was like damn you you know and i never really 
uh, mess with a real lowrider car like maybe once or twice in my life. Yeah, that makes and, me nervous. And he that. was like, he was like, you really know what you're doing. I was like, dude, I used to build them, and like you would really treat the switches the same when way. When you say build them, can you elaborate a little? Are you talking about models or full on? So model cars, okay, the yeah. little yeah. toys right, that you would right. buy at in a box and build them. I would get like motors from Radio Shack and like get these wires and bend them and put the, the wheels and then put fishing string and you and get wires and connect it to switches and get an RC battery pack and you would make it hop or dance That's front, dope. back, how side to side. How did you learn how to do that? How did, where did you I would, obtain those skills? Dude, so, so I, I was always a type to like watch and really pay attention and learn it. And I remember the first time I did, I just kind of saw one of the cars doing it, I was like, okay, okay, I think I have an idea. And I literally just went and bought the shit and like made a car hop. And I was like, oh my God, felt like a scientist. And how old were you? Uh, I was a teenager. So yeah. let's call it like maybe 15 at the time. And this is DJing Eric Deluxe? Pre-DJing. This is pre-DJing. Pre-DJing. Maybe 14, 15. Wow. And, then, uh, and then I met this kid uh, that lived by my grandma's house and he was insane. So I kind of like saw his style and I kind of like bit his style mm-hmm. and like I bit his style but made it like better mm-hmm. and that's when I was started winning the trophies. You remixed it. Yeah. That was like your first remix pretty much. That was my remix. Of a my lowrider s- model car. Yeah. It's like taking a sample, you know, like uh, producing. Look at you. Just, yeah, bro. So that, so I knew, I knew how to treat switches because you can't hold it mm-hmm. and burn out the motor. You got to tap it. Right. So that's. You, and you still know how to build these things. No. So you could, zero chance. Uh, it's funny. Um. A few years ago, I got the idea of wanting to build them because I was building these young and poor, really. So, like, I would have to save lunch money to buy a motor and and little things, and then I would need money, so I'd sell it for, like, 10 cents on the dollar just because I needed the money back. So, bro, I don't have shit anymore. And then I remember... Um, I one day said, oh, I got some money now. Like, I want to buy one. Like, who who builds them? I just want to buy it off of them. Right, right. And, bro, you'd be surprised how hard it is to find. Like, it's, it's rare. Just, it's like a, I wouldn't say it doesn't exist anymore, but it's, dude, it's really hard. It's very small. And it's then a small market. And if you do find it, guess what? It'll probably be the one built by you. Yeah. Imagine. So then I So then I found one, and it didn't really hop, so I tried to fix it, and I couldn't really get it. I was like, ah, I give up. But, but also... My patience, bro. Like I, I had more patience back then. I mean, we all nowadays it's did, like right? you had so much shit going on. And yeah. I'm just like, do I really want to sit here and build this car? <laughs> no. It might be uh, tranquil though. It might be relaxing to you. You know? Yeah. If you, it was. If you went back to that. Yeah. One day. But, but I do have I do have some cars that I want to build. I have them already. I mean, dude, seeing you at the party <laughs> this past Sunday at, at Vic One. Shout out to Vic and uh, Illy. For throwing such a, a fantastic backyard shindig, yeah. I owe it to. I have to uh, attribute this podcast, getting you on this podcast, to Vic One. Yeah, if, if he wouldn't, because uh, running into Priscilla's, and I had just kind of started the podcast. I ran into Gusto, told yeah. him about. I ran into Scratchy, told him about the podcast. I remember Scratchy was all, "Oh, is it you mixing?" I'm all, "No, it's just a talk." Just he, was a talk. Like, he was all just talking. He was surprised by it. Yeah, I said, "Yeah, man, I fill up a." An hour pretty quickly. That's awesome. Um, you know, but I implement sound effects and elements. And, you know, I'm you know me, bro. Know. You know the one. Let me, let me, let me tell a quick story. The first time I met you, which Please. you probably don't remember, uh, it was before I was at Power, and Echo, Echo would kind of took me under his wing. Yeah. DJ Echo, shout out to Echo. DJ Echo, and he brought me to the station for the first time. And like I, I've told this story before. I told Felly because Felly was there. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember what the station smelled like. Like, I was oh, just yeah. like, this shit is just like, what the fuck? And then you were producing Big Boy, and I didn't know what anything was. Like, I just hear stuff on the radio. Uh-huh. And for some reason, you were there late, and we, I think we went to, or you ran into him, and you're like, can I borrow your voice real quick? Oh, so yeah. we went into your little production room, yeah. and you were... I think it was like the, the 360 or Odyssey. Or Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey. You were, yeah, yeah, you were going crazy spinning all yeah. this stuff. And then you were like, hold on, listen to this. And, and you were so excited to show us. And that's when I knew like you like are a, a be massive creative, but like you really love this shit. Like you are so fucking like psycho when it comes to <laughs> yeah. it, like in a good way, that's you know, very accurate. But you were playing it for us and I'll never forget it. You were playing it for us and you're like, oh, hold on. And then you went back and you grabbed a piece of paper. Uh-huh. And you rec- and you oh, like crumbled it, it right. on the mic, mm-hmm. and then you started doing your spinning again yeah, of the on the Odyssey, wheel, the jog wheel, the jog right, wheel. Right, right. and then you put it, and then you like inserted the yeah, thing, yeah. and then it was just like, what the fuck did just happen? I, we were creating bits back then. I kind of viv- I I vaguely remember the crumpling of the paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did that many times. But. I did, and that was back when I would create my own sound effects, and I always stayed there late because Big would leave, or, you know, after the show at 10 a.m., and then we would pre-record for post-production. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then I'd stay. I wouldn't have to be there till 10 a.m., but then I'd stay till like, the job was done, which is, like, midnight sometimes. Yeah. I was the only guy back then. Yeah, uh, so that yeah. that's the first time I I, uh, I met you. Wow. And that, was, that must have been, like, 03? Wow. Maybe even 02. 02 I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I think, think it was 02. 02. Might yeah, have been O two. Wow! And you were. Oh yeah, it was O two. You were a little I, baby. I was a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I you was like twenty. Like a baby. I was like twenty, nineteen, twenty. Damn, bro. Yeah, I was nineteen when I started working there, bro. Yeah, I so was, I was probably like just twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, I was twenty-one when I started uh, on Street Team, and then I had just gotten back to power in two thousand five or six. When yep. you were already on the air with Sife at the, yep. doing the afternoon had, show, yep, you yep. had just gotten it. Yep. And I remember when I got back and I saw you again, I said, man, Deluxe, how's life? Yeah. You're all, man, you got the afternoon show, <laughs> yeah. DJing, can't complain. Everything happened so fast, yeah, man. Dog. Like I, I look back at it now and I'm just like, I was, I was giving someone a timeline of like when I started on the street team to like prime time afternoon drive. I mean, but like it was wild. so fast. Like, Wait, like it was just like... A, a month of like overnights and then you get nights and then this is like two months of nights and then it's just like afternoons like oh like everything was so fast so fast like it's insane bro do you mind if i i can add this out do, how old are you now eric i'm 41 you don't have to edit are it. you serious? yeah i'm 41 you're, you're always to me bro i'm gonna tell you like i told vic he's always gonna be 38 to me right yeah you, you're always 27 to me bro. thank you like I appreciate you look it. <laughs> like you're 27 I remember when we I would, were at Element, you were 27 at the time. Yeah. And I this, remember you were like, go ahead, go ahead. I always will want to look 27, but I don't want to be 27. No, like, I love right, right. the age I'm at now. Right. I know so much. Like, so much of that bullshit that we cared about, I don't care about anymore. That's why, like, man, like, some people are afraid to tell their age. Like, man, be proud of your age. Like, I, hey, man, there's nothing. Bro. Everyone ages. This is not something that only right. I do or you do yeah. or they do. Like, everybody ages. And, and... And be, being 41 and still doing it isn't, I don't feel like an old guy. I feel on like, pr- like blessed I mean, that I'm still doing this say, shit. Yeah. You're lucky to say you're 41. Neo said it best. Neo, the artist. He was like, when people say, damn, you're old, I say thank you because a right. lot of people haven't made it to this age. Yeah. A lot of people we Best's know, bro. Man. It's an accomplishment to get old enough for somebody to call him old. Somebody called me old the other day and I said, thank you. You're damn right. 
41. If 41 is old, then I'll be old all day long because I know cats younger than me that ain't here no more. You know thank what I mean? You. So it's a compliment. <laughs> hey, man, thank Yeah, I'm old. Yeah, thank yeah because you. I'm still alive, motherfucker. Yeah, like, no, that's I'm real 45. shit. I'm about to be 46 in January of next year, 2024. Uh, when's your birthday? Uh, November. That's right, November. Yeah, November 24th. Oh, yeah. So I'll be 42. This is my 42nd. Look at you. Yeah. You know, um, Theodore Roosevelt was uh, voted president at 42 years old. Bro, you know what's crazy mm-hmm. is, well, being a president is pretty... Right. Uh, gnarly but there there was like a meme of like the biggest companies in the world and it had the founder mm-hmm. and what age they found it yeah and it'll be like walmart founder started his company at 58 you know like just things yeah, like yeah, that yeah I, that's not a fact i was giving a right, example right. A loose example mm-hmm. but shit like that i'm just like damn like when i and, and, and i saw this i wouldn't call it a meme because it wasn't like a funny thing it was just, you know a, a post right and um it was a few years ago when I was in my thir- maybe mid thirties, and I was like, "Damn, like, I'm I'm just getting started." I know, bro. Like, we're young. You're really you've evolved. You've aged gracefully. You've evolved maturely into a much smarter person. I got to just say a couple of facts. I want to hand you some flowers. Oh man, I, I've learned. I, what's your threshold of receiving some flowers right now? Can I can I give you some flowers? Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you some flowers right now. All right. First of all, uh, the fact that like we said. About the founders, what you just said about the founders, Walmart, as an example, you founded some things in, in your early days. I mean, you found, of course, the LMFAO thing, right? Yes. You, you essentially founded that song, Shots. Yes. Right? That's because he, you brought on Lil John. I brought on uh, John. Let's go, Deluxe! You were there to give to spark that idea. It was like Inception. You you so, created that idea. So, Please. Shots. Go ahead. Uh, Scythe gave me a beat, mm-hmm. and I was like... Uh, thinking I was a songwriter at the time. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a couple songs. I like Frankie J recorded a song I wrote. Uh, was this emo like deluxe back then? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's always a little bit of yeah, emo yeah. in oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But same, it was, bro, this same. was definitely emo uh, era um, and just kind of getting, st- but also like having fun. Like I wasn't oh, like yeah. super emo, you know, no, no, just kind of like. through our shit though, bro, for sure. So I, I'm 808s a, and heartbreaks. Yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. It, <laughs> Life is ups and downs. Like, no one's always happy and no one's always sad. You know, like, yeah. you got to be true and, like, all right, today's good. Today, uh, I'm a little down, but, you know, that's just life. Like, happiness is not a, a permanent mood. It's like, it's just like a feeling. It's like a commercial break of happiness. Yeah. And then usually it's followed by a lot of just life shit. Yeah, shit but the, that just life the beauty about you. life is like, your job is to work hard every day to pursue that. J- moment of the the what the happiness right yes. so pursuit of happiness <laughs> it is. and being happy with the pursuit yes. itself being exactly. able to do so being able to get up and go wherever cuz that want. that that's the joy yes the pursuit is a joy like once you're where first of all when is even the moment you're happy the 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 joy is a pursuit which could be you know what I want to feel better. I want to start working out. And you go work out and you start the process and you start feeling better. That's the pursuit. And that's the fun part, you know? Yeah. It's like, anyway. So, I feel you, man. No, go ahead. So That was very deep, by the yeah, way. We're going to get deep. more into that, too. We're going to get so more Saif, into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saif gave me a beat. I was And I was like, I went to Chicago. Johnny Barbo was with me. Shout out to Johnny Barbo. And Barbara. on the plane, I was like writing to this song. And it was like a completely different beat. It was kind of like halftime. Mm-hmm. 
And I came up with that part, the shots, patrons on the rocks, and I'm ready for the shots. The girls come around every time I'm for a shot. I'm speeding it up, but like, you know, the panties hit the ground every time I'll give them shots. shots. So cups in the air, everybody. Give me some jazz! Patrons on the rocks, and I'm ready for some shots. The women come around every time I'm pouring shots. Their panties hit the ground every time I give them shots. So close in the air, everybody, let's take shots. That, whatever, and, and, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get Lil John on this, and I want, I want it for Pitbull. Now, real quick, Lil John is also a scam artist. Was he a scam artist at the time as well? No. Okay. At the time, he wasn't. At the time, I don't even think he was really... You know, John will tell you he, he started as a DJ. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him back then. Mm-hmm. But this he was just full-on just artist. He pro- was an artist. And yeah. producer, obviously. Lil John massive the producer. Eastside Boys. Eastside this Boys, might have right? been after Eastside Boys, but this was um, around... Very up tempo, yes. Lil John. That's when hip hop and EDM were very when h- him and him and Pitbull were doing all those joints. So I had them in mind, and you know, typical me, I just have ideas and don't execute. So I just sat, and I was good friends with LMFAO. Just Red just Foo. organically, like right. Sif would play the record and and introduce me to Red Foo at at a shuffle. Remember Shuffle? Yeah, but so around that same time, yeah. we had we would go to Banana Split Sunday, mm. and then we had our Shuffle Tuesdays on Tuesday. I remember you let me open up when you first started. At Shuffle? I remember Johnny Dude. called me, and he was all, hey, he's like, Deluxe and Sife want you to know if you'll be down to open yeah. Shuffle. And Izzo was and, part of yeah, that. And it, yeah, but I was like one of the first, because it had just started. It just started. And, and you let me be one of the first guys to open up. I'm yeah. going to get back to the whole thing right yeah, now. I just yeah, want to quickly course. interject this this little fact right here. Yeah, and, it's a good fact. And, and I remember we, we DJ'd, I opened up, but then right Who, after, you know, everybody else started opening up. So I got my little shot. Who but played I, after you, do you remember? It was you. Oh, shit. Like, I would, well, I don't know if it was right away you. Okay. Maybe like Reflex came by. I don't really okay. remember. I think Sife would jump on right away okay, after okay, me. Okay. But this is right when people started showing up. I was pretty much DJing for the bartenders. But I I didn't care. Yeah, it was still as we said. Back I've had then, many it was of a those. Real gigs. good look, dude. Hey, dude. Like Jeff G did. <laughs> it's a fucking real good look, también, dude. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I had a lot of moments opening for nobody. So yeah, yeah man. I don't we mind always, it, bro. We always take that opportunity, and well, it's fun. You get to play the. It was the to fun show shit. you guys that like, because you know, you both, you and Sife really did inspire me, and Vice and Echo got. But seeing you guys, because right when I got back to power, and I saw you DJing at Element, and I'd go out with you guys. It just, in Serato, was still fairly new, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, man, I got to get back into this. Yeah, just it was because very it new. looked fun. I wasn't yeah. trying to be like a superstar DJ like yeah. you or like Vice. I just wanted to do it. And that was, a fun, yeah. that was a fun era of DJing. Like, yeah. the electro scene was coming up, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, it, it was a lot of fun music. A lot of, like, indie producers coming. Yeah, anyway. Um, a lot of blurry nights, too. A lot man. of blurry uh, nights. Real quick, before we move on, I remember vividly. Uh, going from straight from the club to the morning show because we had just wow. gone national and we had to be there at three a.m. Oh yeah! So you would we'd you would get off, you know, uh, Los would drive us home. I'd, oh yeah! Me I lived across the street. Yeah, from power, yeah, yeah. Right, and I'd walk to the station. I remember I didn't even change. I just had to get just back. Go straight I remember up. <laughs> after the show, Big like he came into the studio and he's all. Hey, Sketch, you been drinking? And I was all, oh, I went out with Deluxe last night. He's all, man, don't try to blame this on Deluxe. Yeah, I yeah. can smell the Patron. Don't, don't yeah. be hanging with him anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. But he, he was like, don't use him as, as an excuse, bro. That's but funny. it was it was such fun times. No, man. it was you know good times. I mean? That was and a you fun You introduced night. me to so many 
new things, bro, like new music, and and you inspired me to want to make jump-off mixes, and, and I got into yeah. that with you. So I attribute a lot of me returning back to power and hanging out with you and Scythe and Johnny and going out, it inspired me to do shit. Nice. And, and it took a while because, let's face it, I was a fucking lunatic back then. I drank way too much. I partied on the fucking the, the party favors, you know, the Coke and all that shit, way too much. Mm-hmm. Now I'm... Sober as a judge sketch. Nice. Well, I still smoke weed. Let's. Do you drink? No. Yeah, I don't drink. It's been, well, when this is being recorded, it's been two years, eight months, and 10 days. Wow. Congrats, bro. Thank you, man. Congrats. What about you? Are you Wait, still... two years is. 2021. During, yeah. So during COVID. Yeah. In the middle of COVID, middle you're like, COVID, no more. I woke up um, I woke up New Year's Day, 2021. And you and said, I went no, to, I no went more. to go buy a six-pack of Stella Artois. That was my drink. I drank okay. a lot of beer. I had a big beer belly. I okay. weighed like 20 pounds heavier, but it was all water bloated weight. It yeah, wasn't yeah. healthy weight. And yeah. I felt like shit all the time. Even yeah. when I was sober, there was always a hint of you feel hungover in the yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when I went and drank that last six-pack of Stella, every drop I drank tasted like battery acid. It's like my body biologically was like, that's, that's it. That's it. We're done. And I kind of think... I like to think that my mom had something to do with it because my mom passed in 2017. Okay. And that day when I woke up, I had been drinking. I started drinking again heavier after she after she passed, obviously, dealing with grief and all that. But I was in a darker place. I was kind of, a, you know, I was going through like an emo sketch. I was, I had the hots for somebody, overly was in love and couldn't, it was unrequited love. And I was really in a dark spot. So I just drank. And I'd listen to music, you know that shit, you know what I mean? And find those emo songs and post about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, man, I'm going to try to finish this stuff. And I finally, I finished it like reluctantly. And I remember I just stopped. I didn't go to AA. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I just like, it's like my body just was like, that's it. That's it. And I didn't even really have like a, like, you know, that time where you're going through that detox where it's like the shakes and all Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. It's almost like it was a gift Mm. from the universe or some shit. And that was that, man. That's How about awesome, you? Man. Do you still partake in the only I when do. you're out, right? Only uh, when you're socially, right? <laughs> All right. You're no. not. You were never like me, bro. You no. So like <laughs> I, I no. I yes, I do. I drink. Yeah. I drink. I still drink, but I do. I will say this. I I've slowed down a lot. Yeah. Like I used to like like blackout rage every time was like just the goal. Like oh, this is gonna blackout tonight. Like it was just stupid, young and dumb. Like now. I enjoy wine. Mm-hmm. Love me a wine. Mm-hmm. Still drink some tequila, nineteen forty two. But you it's know, the best. It, that's the best. But right there. moderately, like yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't go as. There's some nights I'll, I'll take a lot of shots just because, like, being social and shit, right. and at, and a, plus at a gig, you're surrounded happens. by all these celebrities and artists and and whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's just, almost rude to not take it. Yeah, why right? not? <laughs> DJing is the only job that requires you to drink. The good, yeah, it's true. But the good thing. <laughs> The good thing is that I never got into anything else. Right, you like, never I don't got into even, heavy shit. N- never got into heavy drugs. Like the old automatic over here. I don't. I don't smoke. I just drink, and it, you know, I do want to slow down even more. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Right, baby steps. One thing at a time. One yeah. vice at, yeah, yeah, at yeah. a time. Not the DJ, but the bad habit. Yeah, shout out right? to DJ Vice. Shout out too. to Vice. Man. He's completely sober now. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he's like DJ motherfucking what, Vice. Maybe. Damn, maybe is it a year or two? Maybe a year. Uh, damn, close to two years. It's getting there, man. He I was mean, in the middle of COVID. Yeah. We're all drinking way too much, streaming, yeah. and then I think one day he just had enough, and that yeah. was it. Same here, man. Yeah. I think, because uh, me and Vice are around the same age. I think yeah. He's, he's about a year younger than I am. Yeah. And 
yeah, he's another one that inspired a whole lot. Inspired me to uh, get my shit together. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Vice will inspire a lot of people to get their shit together. Yeah, man. And, and like I said, another flowers, another piece or another bouquet of flowers I got to give you, Deluxe, is uh, you are definitely, and this is from one straight man to another, you're definitely one of the more attractive DJs <laughs> I've met in all my years. You, you have nah. that face. You look like, a, you know what it is? You look like cool chose you. You know what mm. I mean? Like you, mm. you exude this type of coolness <laughs> that is hard to describe because you're so charismatic. You have such a wonderful upbeat. I don't think I've ever seen you upset ever, and I've known you for a long no, time. No, I get bro. upset. You do? <laughs> yeah, I mean everybody does, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I I'm I typically mm-hmm. um, like to be positive and and. The one thing about me is I'm private. Like I, I'm not the type to go vent or rant on like Twitter right. and shit like that. So like you stay you out know, that drama. I try to stay calm. Actually, for me, I think sometimes if I'm upset, I just go silent. Yeah. If anything, yeah, like I don't, same. I'm not the type to. I don't like. I don't like drama. I don't like confrontation. Right. I'm very just to. My, I think too much, and you know that overthink. also. I overthink, but. No, you know, everyone gets upset. And Can I ask you what makes Eric Deluxe upset? What what's one of the, your pet peeves? Uh man, it's hard to say. I don't pet peeves, I don't know. Maybe I don't really like road rage. You get road rage at all? Do you do you yeah. uh, what about like people cut in front of you in line and don't stupid, don't acknowledge shit like that, you know? Stupid people upset yeah, me. Like right. meaning like yeah. like people that don't have common sense. Mm. People that do dumb shit for attention. Um, Entitled. I don't like that. Right. Uh, you know, like, I'll give you an example. Me and my girl were uh, in Tokyo. Lo- everyone's so nice there. Oh, yeah. We very get civilized. B- very, yeah. And then we get back, and, like, we're, we're in the car on the 405, and, like, sh- she's driving, and then... Uh, she she switches lanes and there's no one behind her. But I guess someone was driving fast, so like we got in their way for some reason. Even if it's a hundred yards up, we got in their way. So then he goes around us, flips us off, goes in front of us like a psycho dude in a truck. And I'm like, was that ser- like yeah. was that necessary? And you're not really getting man? that far ahead in this in this city. You know, it's not you're gonna beat like it's like beating somebody to the red light. Like seriously, I think we got, we then caught up with traffic and we're right behind the guy. Yeah. Like where'd you go? And anyway, yeah, that kind of shit is whack, bro. It's, it's just whack, it's bro. It's also so dangerous out in LA now, bro. Like, dude, it's to the what's point. Gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, even yeah. me and uh, like uh, we always talk about this. Like, even that guy that flipped us off, maybe a couple years ago we would have flipped them off back. You know what I mean? But now it's just like you don't know Not what bad. they have. I'm. A, you know what? Hope your day gets better. Yeah, and that's yeah, it. You don't know what he's dealing with. What that no, dealing with. Maybe he had to take a shit or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Nowadays, <laughs> I, I don't, dude. I'm in no rush to go anywhere. Right. I'm not going to flip. I'm not going to honk. I'm not going to do anything. I'm yeah. just, I'm chilling. Always Coasting. calm under pressure. Always need calm. To act Ill. You got yeah, eggs. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, you know. I am human. Yeah, bro. No, I believe it or not, Sketch, I'm human. You are very, you're a very calm human. And that's (laughs) something I talk about a lot on this podcast is people's temperament. Because like I said, I have, uh, I'm very passionate about what I do. Yeah. And the same passion that makes me good at what I do with the tributes and the DJ intros and the drops and the production and the imaging, it's my curse in real life. Because I go from zero to 60 
real quick. Like, right, right, like right, and right. not just the Drake song. I mean, for real. Like, real it, shit will real piss me off. And it's little shit. Yeah. People don't reciprocate the same level of efficiency, focus, and consistency. Then I take it personal. Right. But then I have to think, maybe they're going through, through some shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. their day is like. But I take it personal, and I'm trying to learn how to do you, not. Do you think mm-hmm. uh, it was like you know how I said when when, you, when when I got older, a lot of shit didn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you think with age that part of you is getting better or oh, yeah. worse? No, it's, it's getting worse. Better. It's, it's getting okay, better. it's getting better. No, it's just I've learned. You know what it is? It's still the same level of like passion. But I've learned to exercise self control. Yeah, and I've had to get checked a few times. The even thing here, of, passion passion is like. Cause I I'm very passionate too, man. I'm pra- I'm a, a passionate person, perfectionist t- to an extent. Like I'm a perfectionist, a productive perfectionist. Right. Cause I know perfectionist, cause that that will never get shit done. Cause they're never satisfied. Mm. But I do care about my work, or whatever. And I feel like when you collab or work along someone that isn't passionate, uh, that can piss you off. Oh yeah, or frustrate you. Not piss you off, but it's it's frustrating. You know, like I could lead to being pissed off the frustration. Yeah, exactly. So I think, man, I, I don't know. I, I feel like as long as we got to we have to realize not everybody's like us, you right. know, and it's OK. The, sometimes I wish I was more like them and didn't care as much. Just let it roll and fucking l- enjoy life a little better. Right. You know, let me ask you something, Deluxe. Um since you said you, sometimes you wish you were more like, it just made me think of, and this is something I always ask all my guests, is if Eric Deluxe never became Eric Deluxe mm-hmm. and you never met Echo, you never met me, you never met Johnny, none of that ever happened. What would Eric Deluxe be doing right now? <sighs> what would your profession be if the DJ never happened? That's a good question. Cause Finally. That's a good question. Because... <laughs> A, no one knows the answer to that. But what do you think? I, I, th- I don't think my answer would be good because really? I'm not educated. I didn't come from a place with a lot of opportunity. I kind of created opportunity by me, you know, meeting Echo and and follow and doing the right thing by if he needed me to go to Target with him, I'm there. Even if I had something more important to do. So like all the I was playing the right cards without knowing it, but I do and I hate when people call themselves creatives. Like I, I do know that I've always like was into creating and making things. Like I said, I was building model cars yeah. and winning trophies. I was painting I've, in Lowrider magazine. In Lowrider magazine, it was actually Lowrider bicycle where they had the Lowrider bikes because yeah. that had a section Did you with ever own model one of those cars. Bikes? No, I've always, I wanted, always one. wanted one too. Me man. too. Yeah. I, I might need to get one. I look one like Lil Rob. On I know. Thing. I need <laughs> one. I want one so bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, so so um, that being said, I don't I don't know. Like I, I still don't think I'd be doing anything cr- in the creative field because I didn't have opportunity or access. Like it, it just I don't know, man. I, I didn't. I dropped out of high school. Same. I did. So too. I don't. So did Steven Spielberg. I didn't, dude. I was. I've talked. Yeah, that's true. So I talked to people even about diet stuff, and I'm like. Man, I didn't know what carbs were. I didn't know what kale was. I didn't know what. Same, bro. I, didn't I still know. don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's so much shit that I kind of learned as I got older and more successful and got access to certain things in different areas. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
you, you learned get exposed as you went along. To, yeah. Much, right? You learned as you went along, as you, you lived through your lessons and your experiences. Yeah. But as far as a profession outside of I, music I and don't DJing, know. you probably, what about you? Pro- I imagine you just end up a sneakerhead. Like you are one now. But I imagine you probably, if, if none of the music stuff ever happened, I think yeah. you might have gone into the fashion world of some sort. Uh, maybe. Fair That's fair. Right. The, well, this, the fair thing is like my brother, shout out to Junior. Uh, Him yeah, and I, Junior. we always cared how we dress. Like yeah. I can tell. Elementary, middle school, like we literally thought we were... Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and then Martin starts. Uh, not Martin, uh, the Wayne's brothers. Those two guys were the flyest guys. So we started dressing like them, and whether it's Mecca or this or Tommy Hilfiger. So we we de- definitely always loved looking good and feeling good, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't That's know. A very much a Latino thing too. Yeah, you know? especially. You know, while in, that, older, in the nineties, in that nineties, I remember I was like a pretty boy in high yeah, school. That's yeah, that's what when they I called us. Fuck yeah, they, that, dude. they called us pretty boys. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was I was very cute back when I had hair. I don't not anymore. Now I'm just old, bald, and ugly. But it's <laughs> no, okay. You're, you're, you know, come on. Uh, that's why this podcast is audio only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I don't know. And shit, I think that's the best part about life is like kind of where you end up is yeah. every step you take and every yes you say yes to every no you say no to kind of determines where you end up uh, every decision every puts decision you on the road to yeah another decision or not just decision but uh i guess some say would say consequence but not in a bad way it's just every decision leads to it it's like a ripple it leads to some other thing and then that leads it's it's, it's a constant cycle yeah of ripples yeah that are that we've got if i would have never met vice i would have never met you mm-hmm. if i would have never met big i would have never worked at power yeah i wouldn't be working here how'd you meet big i met him when i was 12 years old at the teen center in culver city wow. when i was in seventh grade and he wow. was mc big boy okay there. was it was this at the at the time when he was doing the far side stuff this is before that. way before this that is before all that man okay. i mean i think he had he had, I don't even think he knew the far side when I met him. I was a little kid. So he was a rapper yeah. at one point. Yeah, he was a rapper and, you know, he was DJing, but he wasn't like uh, the crazy, like how you guys are cutting and scratching. He would, he would blend. Okay. He would blend, but he had every record on wow. vinyl. Like he had Bitch Better Have My Money first. Wow. He had Boys in the Hood, you know, How to Survive in South Central on vinyl. Wow. Bro, nobody had that shit. Dude. Yeah. It was impossible to find wow. back then. You, you had to go to like, you know, Aaron's Records or fucking DMC. And find a white know. label somehow. Yeah, yeah. man, and he Bam. had those, man. And Damn, that's, that's what awesome. Would be, and I remember I would go to his house off Venice Boulevard. I forgot the street, though, in, in Culver City, West L.A. And I'd walk to his house, and he lived around the corner from DJ Ray. And I remember I'd borrow records wow. from him. And he'd be like, Chris, because this is before I became sketch. He was like, Chris, uh, there's five records here. I better have five records when you get back. <laughs> Just, hey, you know how he, uh-huh. yeah, you know he'd say oh, he it. means it. Yeah, and he was a very big brother, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. eventually, he's, he started mingling with celebrities like Ice Cube and Farside, and then he was their bodyguard, mm-hmm. and then he was on power. It's like your career took off at a very rapid pace, so it was big. Yeah, he like, told when, me, yeah. he told me the story one time, like, he, like early when we got on, he, he took us to lunch. And he told us that whole situation, like how he met the Baker Boys and all that. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and the Baker Boys, they started power. I yeah. Mean, they, they they made it where hip-hop lives. Legends. You know? Yeah. They pioneered that because before that, it was Power 106, LA's hottest dance music. So, that? so yeah, of course, no, I do. Yeah, you're probably a little baby. Back no, then. I remember. Yeah. But, uh, you know, 
we just did a podcast with Richard Vision, yes. and he started at Power when it was Magic. Oh my God, Magic 106. Magic 106 yes. as yes. an intern. Yeah, bro. He was there th- during the whole transition into Power, bro. That's wow. Cool. Though, though, I'll tell you, he the- dropped some gems about that. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, when yeah, does yeah. that get released? We're dropping it Thursday. And so. what's the pod? It's called Fourth Meal, and a uh, fourth is spelled out, and it's it's under like Headliner Music Club. Yeah. So, um, what uh, streaming platform? Spotify. It, 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 yeah, it's on Apple, Spotify, Apple, right? YouTube, iHeart? YouTube too. Um, iHeart. How do we get it on iHeart? Here's the thing. Mine isn't even on iHeart. So even is that a separate thing? It is. And here's what you I You probably got to be signed to iHeart. No, not that. You got. You have to go through a streaming service got that it. RSS feeds it to the iHeart platform. And most of those streaming services that RSS feed it, they charge. How about this? Yeah. You go ahead. introduce us to the person that gets us to sell it to iHeart exclusively. That would and then we be, become rich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You get a cut. Yeah. Well, of course. Finders fee. I'll I'll gladly do it as a solid to the homie. I'm just kidding. But uh, if I can be a a connector as Fuzzy is. As a Fuzz. I would try. Brother Fuzz. Yeah, Brother Fuzzwella. I would try to, I would just find a a platform that feeds it, but you have to pay for it. That's why I don't, I don't subscribe to anything that feeds, RSS feeds it to iHeart because I don't. I'm doing it for free, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. on no, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I think Stitcher and Amazon. Same, man. But, Our, ours is yeah. for free. It's yeah. for the it's for the love of it. it you have it, sponsors? It, no, no sponsors. No, no, Zero sponsors. Yeah. We come out of pocket. Is it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's on uh, all the other. But it's it's just for fun. And it's, it's video. Yours is actual video. Yeah. So it's video and audio. Yeah. 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 That's brilliant. Yeah. It's good. It's good. We took a a two year break, but we just started it. It's again. good to take breaks, bro. Plus. There's so much. Well, COVID shit. happened. Yeah, well, so during COVID, oh, yeah. during COVID, we were doing them still weekly on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And it'd be Vice, Five, myself, and then we'd get Ruckus on. And then we'd do it, and then we'd get guests like Miles Medina, Four Color Zach, whoever, whoever. And then uh, and then it got to a point where like every episode, we're talking about streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, well. We might as well go it, on Twitch. Yeah, so it's Is like, that how the Twitch thing happened with Sujit and all that with Scam? Uh, like the beginning? So we were we were on Twitch before Sujit. Really? Yeah, we got on because of E-Rock. E-Rock kind of went from the IG Live to Twitch, and he was like, bro, this is like the truth. And then yeah. he, he introduced us to this guy, Anil, that worked for Twitch, and he put us on the game. And like, bro, it was so fun. Like, we're fucking learning everything all over again. Yeah. And it made it... Like, Exciting, dude, like right? before COVID, I was so drained and burnt from DJ. I thought I hated it. I wanted to give up. And I was like, man, I, I hate this shit now. And then you start streaming and I'm streaming. I'm DJing every day for hours. And I'm like, damn, this is fun again. And I'm discovering new things. And, and it's like your own little radio station. It literally is yeah. your own. Like, I honestly want to do it again yeah. just because, A, you get the freedom to play whatever the hell you want. You're on your own schedule. Um, and although like, it is donate stuff and do the yeah, subs and there's things like that. that shit, but right? even but even with that, like yeah. I, I want to, I don't even want to. Like I, I started a Try It Records uh, page that doesn't isn't affiliated, which means it does, it can't monetize. Uh, because I wanted to just do it again for fun. Right. Like I don't want the pressure of shouting out someone for their sub or or you know I don't want. Oh, I, I need a stream for the money. Like I wanted to go back to streaming for the music. You yeah, know? for the love of it. Yeah, for so I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get that page up and going. Try it. Try it. Records. Try it. Records. That's stream. The, yep. That's right. the, that's the one on for Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, it's wild how Twitch. It is a video game streaming platform. Yeah. that's what it originated from, mm-hmm. right? And then you got you 
And and obviously, Sujit really took it to the next level. And I'll tell you what really stood out to me with Twitch is when Sujit, during the pandemic, hit me up to do the intro and the imaging for Scam 24, mm. which was like... The 24-hour one. Yeah, and it was he, he told me about this idea. And I was like, damn, 24 DJs in 24 hours, right? Wasn't that what it was yep. from five different countries? Mm-hmm. Bro, and it worked. It worked. It worked. Sujit... Could have if Suja could have his page running twenty four hours, twenty four seven. He would, yeah. He because he doesn't have to DJ. He just sits back and he can sleep while people stream, and he still uh, collects income from those subs. You know, so he loves that shit. Vic One just texts me right now. I have to text him back because I don't want to keep him hanging. Shout out to Vic One. Yeah, shout out Vic Vegan Seropian. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, bro. Fuck you, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck you, bro. Vic One. Just to go back, actually, there's a couple of things. To touch on the Scam 24 thing, mm-hmm. uh, for those who aren't aware that maybe listen to this podcast that aren't aware of what Scam Artist is, it's an acronym for Sujit Kundu Artist Management. Yes. It's not an actual scam con man. It's a yeah, scam yeah. artist <laughs> talent agency mm-hmm. that represents artists and, and DJs like yourself, right? Yes, yep. And you've been on Scam Artist for how long now? Uh, I think I got on in like 05. Wow. Yeah. I mean, bro. Maybe 04, 05. Yeah, it was er- right like early uh, days of when we got on power. Yeah, I We started we on power in like 04. Right. And I think quickly after we got on scam and i think when we got on scam it was only like eight eight djs yeah it was a small roster at yeah the it was like i remember when people. it was just chalk vice echo and kubichi yeah it was just those four mm-hmm. i remember i think e-man and felly were kind of early days yeah kind of mm-hmm. but not they didn't then they would leave but yeah like those were the core the ones you you just mentioned yeah yeah the original the original scammies yeah <laughs> scammers yeah <laughs> and then it blows up. It's it's like international now, right? I mean, there's different divisions. Scam electronic. Is that still? Happening? I don't think that's a no. thing anymore. Okay. Well, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, Sujit. I don't even think he knows how many DJs he right. has anymore. And Sujit Kundu it's, is the founder of the whole thing, and, yep. and he's still the head of it. Now, Sujit doesn't DJ himself, but I've no. seen him jump on the turntables after a few shots. Yeah, right. But why hasn't he ever gotten into DJing? <sighs> what do you think? I think he just realizes he can make way more money if he <laughs> has his hands in a hundred DJs' pockets versus him going to do yeah. a gig. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll get. I'll get. I'll make money off a hundred gigs yeah. versus me DJing one. That's yeah. probably the reason. I like his replies. He just give the one word replies. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Yeah. Yo. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's him. Oh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Eric Deluxe. Hold on. I'm like. Hey, you yeah, want some ahead. water? I'll take some water. Right, me, I feel like I'm I'm kind of parched real quick. Let's All right, pause. let's get some water. Let yeah, me, yeah. Let's go get some water real quick. Yeah, let's I'll get some water. Ah, much better. How are we feeling? Feel let's great. A little break right there. Got some water. And uh, I wanted to go back real quick to the DJing. Yes. Thanks for sharing all that stuff about Sujit and about the you know Scam Artist crew and, and the origins of that and how you got on. But as far as DJing, Eric Deluxe, where did that start? How did you? Well, because you went from building model lowrider cars, <laughs> yeah, to DJing. What was the spark? What got? Well, you there was there? a lot in between the the model cars. Okay. Like I, I, I can't do, I can't do something for too long. Like I have massive ADD. I get tired of shit. So like phases, like the model car, a quick phase. Start tagging, become a graffiti artist, quick phase, uh, skater. What did, what did you write when you tagged? A ton. Of, you know, the names would always change because then you would like, back then there was no internet. So 
I would come up with the name assuming no one has it, and then you'd take one trip to Melrose and be like, oh shit, <laughs> someone has it. Yeah. So I'm like, surprised I, nobody had Sketch yeah. back then. Yeah. It's so I wild. wrote, oh, was that your graffiti name? Well, it became, I went through a lot of different names, Same. phases too. I was okay. originally DJ Spin. I became DJ Dread because I was real into reggae and I wanted to grow dreadlocks and all wow. that shit, right? And I actually did, but it took years later. Yeah. And then, um, I was uh, DJ Twigs because I'm skinny, uh-huh. but Sketch stuck. And it was my 10th grade classmate in chemistry that was like, because I used to write just a sketch at the bottom of my graffiti throw up letters wow. in the motor yards in West LA and Palms. And we, you could do, you were allowed to go paint there. there was, it wasn't against the law. They let you do it. Even like Venice. Yeah, kinda. like Venice. Yeah, right? yeah. And I remember I would just write just a sketch so that the older guys that I looked up to from like JMU, Fools, and, and Cuba, Cuba, mm-hmm. and and gotchas and all that, all these guys, they were extremely talented mm-hmm. in painting. And I would just put just a sketch. And then wow. so hopefully if I ran into them, they were like, ah, shit looks so whack, you know, right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Toy. Would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and fucking, I, I think his name was Jeremy. I'm almost sure his name was Jeremy, my classmate. He was like, oh, what's up, sketch? One day he just said, what's up, sketch? Wow. And I was like, what's, what? And he was like, ah, I saw your thing, because he wrote too. Wow. And he was like, I saw just a sketch. That's, he goes, you should use that as your DJ name, wow. DJ Sketch. It sounds like Scratch. Wow, like, dude, that's fucking genius! And I just Very went good. with it. Yeah, that's, all, it's, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, man. So I think yeah, I, you tagged. Yeah, I wrote like sense, and I think I wrote like strobe. Nice. Couple, couple of random names, yeah. but um, yeah. And then skate started skating, mm-hmm. and then during skating, I think I just started like paying attention to like the the. the the DJ scene at the time and I would see DJs at house parties. I would watch Beat Street. I would see DJs and I would just like, man, like I love Like Hubert? Oh uh, no, he know. wasn't on my radar at the uh, time. At the time, no. Who, who was on your radar for just, DJs? Just local guys. Uh, like I would see like a, a guy I'm friend with friends with to this day is Remark that he would DJ at my high school a little lunch break. Nice. Uh, there was another like he would play hard house. His name was DJ Chicago. Like I don't even know if he DJs anymore. Right. And then um, just local dudes. Right. That's all I knew. And I was just like, man, this is dope. So and this Dan- is what area you grew up in? What city? Carson. Ah. Gotcha. Yeah. So so I um, I would just pay attention to this shit. And I, would, I got my hands on a, on a DJ catalog. Um, and I would like circle things I wanted. And it wouldn't, you know, and then a friend of mine, Danny Dice, really good friend of mine yeah. to this day, he, uh, he wanted a DJ too. So we would just, it was just a dream. And then one day- we all went record shoppings and my brother was part of the, he, he went record shopping with us too. He went by DJ Bruin. What, like for UCLA? Kind of, yeah, I think uh, he was a UCLA fan. Nice. And kind of, gee, he switched teams I all like the time. I like that though. Yeah. So DJ Bruin, that's pretty dope. DJ Bruin. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, cool, because he's brewing. It's like kind of like, uh, you know. Like I'm brewing? I'm like brewing. I'm brewing a beer? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> nice. But it was brewing, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, he, so yeah, so we started record shopping before we had decks. And then comes Christmas, Danny gets a set, and we're like, oh, my God. So I'm there, bro, sleeping there. 24-7, Oh, my God. So that's kind of how it started. And then you start paying attention. Then I'm I'm buying, um, listening to the radio more. Mellow D, I'm like, oh, my goodness, bro. Obviously, E-Man, Mr. Chalk, Mm -hmm. DJ Henry, Mm -hmm. all these dudes. I would go watch them at... Uh, live broadcast at like Not Scary Farm yeah. and some shit and I'm like damn DJ Henry and I know then, they were like enigmas yeah because there's no social media there's no internet and I'm like that's what they look like yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when I first saw E-Man when yeah. I was walking to go v- visit Big Boy and he was walking and he was 
wheeling a crate of records behind him in an wow. actual crate with wheels on it. It wasn't wow. like the flight cases yet. Wow. And he was wheeling it in. He just kind of looked at me over the rim of his glasses, and I wanted him to go, So good, you'll be fu- fine. Funny, funny story about that crate. Someone they knew made it for them, and I somehow got Echo to make me a crate with wheels. Oh, with the rope? Yeah. And yeah. I still have it. No shit. Yep. Dude, don't, I still don't, have let it. Go, don't let that go. That's like an American Pickers classic yeah, that's right a, Yeah, there, it's a classic. One day in the future. But, bro, like, dude, Eric Deluxe. F- funny, funny, I remember seeing you at one of the live broadcasts at Not Scary Farm really? while Henry was DJing. Oh you were there like... Yeah, kind of helping yeah. even throw shirts out. Yeah, like you were yeah. just hanging. Yeah, I think yeah. like I think DJ Ray was there. Mm-hmm. Big boy was probably there too. He was probably there earlier. Yeah. And yeah. I, by the time I got there, he left. Yeah. But no, man. Like I was. Then I started really paying when I once I met Echo. Then it's just like I really started paying attention to like radio and like oh my goodness, these are this is what I want to do, you know. But on the other end, I would we would buy the VHS, you know. I'm learning who the beat junkies are. I'm learning who a track is. I'm learning who craze is. I'm learning who, uh, the allies and then Q bird, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the scratch pickles, just AM, right. AM was later. Right. Like one. Yeah. At once I became friends with echo and vice and yeah. then we're hanging out with vice all the time. And then I'm like, I started seeing vice's early rise. Yeah. We're like, Oh shit. He's DJing in Hollywood tonight. You want to come help his, help him carry his crates. And it's just like, Whoa, you're just what is you're this? in that inner circle yeah, you're, entourage. Bro, right? young and like I wasn't even twenty one yet. And I'm like, what is this yeah. club? Yeah. And it's all celebrities, like Lee, young Leo DiCaprio, this. I'm like, oh whoa, Busta's at the bar. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> Some other shit. You know, I've yeah. never been in Hollywood. But yeah, so and then and then the AM like just the whole, I mean, that whole era. rock star DJs. He created that. Let's just face it, right? Would you um, agree that he's, 100%. he so, paved the way to make a superstar DJ he, just that? That and also money. Like, he's the one... I feel like DJs would be getting paid like $100 a night mm-hmm. if it wasn't for AM. Yeah. Like, like he's it was the one, before. That's how it was. Yeah. And... and, and, and $100 a night was great money for Wasn't us. Wasn't bad considering you're just DJing. D- that's what yeah. I'm saying. Playing records and you're getting paid 100 bucks. Yeah. Like what? Getting free drinks. Yeah. And it even took me years to get to that $100. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was getting paid $25. I'm still getting paid $100, bro. But, that, but yeah, to play music. You know what I mean? So anyway, he's the one that took it to the thousands of dollars. Like $10,000. Oh. Well, yeah. But, cash, but even before, right? like when he was getting, well, I'm hearing he's getting $1,500. I'm like, wait, what? I know. Then I'm hearing he's getting three. He, no, nah, he doesn't do shit for $1,500. He's getting 3000 now. We're like, <laughs> he gets paid $3,000 to DJ? For an for hour. An, yeah, for like an hour or two. <laughs> and then it's and then it's game over I once know, the whole bro. Vegas stuff happened. So wild, man. And then now, it's like 30, 50, 30, 40, 50,000. Sidebar question before I got I got a Vegas question I want to ask you. Um, do you remember the first record on vinyl you bought from Melrose or wherever you went? Yeah, so I do remember the first record, and it was a collective because we didn't we own we had a pitch in to buy one record, and it was Express Yourself NWA, but it was like an anniversary vinyl where the originals on one. And the other side had like a Silk the Shocker remix. Oh, nice! So it was like a commemorative collaboration. <laughs> yeah, it was like piece, it was like right? a ten year anniversary. I don't know what it was. Do you still have it? I think. Yep, I still right. have it. And then, but before that, my first record that I had in hand was a uh, Boys in the Hood because like my uncle had it. My family always had vinyl. Like 
like not tons of it, but like my mom and my grandpa and my uncles, they had vinyl at the house. They my dad never had vinyl. It, right. They just collect, like that's how they would listen to records yeah. when they were young. So they h- held on to it. Wow. Bro. The records they would listen to as kids, they they held on to them and they still have them. And damn, um, how many? Do you, how much records do you think your family has? All not many though. Oh, that's okay. the thing. Like they they weren't collectors and they didn't have tons of money. So the ones they had is just it's like our CD collection growing up. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we have. 10,000 CDs. All that they had were like bangers though, right? Some. <laughs> some. Some. I mean, they're all bangers in their own right, but like maybe now if I revisit, I might find some sure like, oh shit, Tribe sampled this. Because oh at, at the at the time, I'm like, the only one that got caught my eye was Boys in the Hood. Okay. Now, with Vegas, there's still, still a, little, a little bit more to cover and we're already almost at an hour. Wow. Eric Deluxe, and I know you have to go. Yeah, yeah. And no, I want to thank you again of course. for even just taking this time. You came my up to the pleasure, station man. by yourself. By myself. We're recording it in Tony Sanchez's uh, production <laughs> studio. Shout out to my manager, Tony Sanchez. What's up, Tony? Right next to Kiss FM and JoJo. I mean, you know, we're surrounded by creative people. I haven't seen JoJo in years. It's been a while. I mean, the guy doesn't age, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't age. Sounds the same, too. I know. It's wild. What's up, you guys? It is JoJo. On the radio. It's like he's Benjamin Button, but stopped. JoJo and like Felly Fell. Yeah. I mean, everyone, but like for, for sure, like JoJo, Felly Fell, and like Big Boy just have that voice. Yeah. Like if someone was to call you from a random number mm. and talk, like you knew it would be yeah. them. Like you just know it's them. If it's big, you're getting phone tapped. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, Hello. Okay. So you mentioned Vegas earlier. And we've been talking about Vegas, but I went on a scam artist website. And, you know, I know it hasn't been updated in a while, but I wanted to see what they had wrote about your bio. Okay. And I remember reading right off the top how you said when your first gig in Vegas, you stepped off the plane, you were DJing at Mandalay yeah. Bay. Yeah. Right? And you said you couldn't believe it. Just like when you're surrounded by all those people with Vice and, you know, going to see, you saw Busta, you see Leonardo DiCappuccino. Yeah. You know, and you're out there, <laughs> you're out there in Vegas now. You're a scam artist already at this point? Uh, right? Yeah, okay. I am. And you're you're on, you're signed to scam, you're DJing your first gig. Are you nervous? I mean, Man. what is it that you feel other than super pumped, but you're DJing headlining? Yeah. How do you feel your first night as a scam artist in Vegas? So at the time, this was Echo's residency. And Echo m- must have been booked somewhere else. And like I, I get the chance to like fill in. And I and back then Vegas was like not about the DJ, right? Like meaning the clubs weren't built for the DJ. Excess right. is DJ booth was hidden. Tau was on the top; you couldn't see anything. Right. Uh, Rum Jungle, you go up these crazy stairs. Yeah, I remember. You can't see the yeah. DJ, and, and as a DJ, you can't see the crowd. Right. You like were like up in the rafters. You're just music. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I it, I wasn't nervous because. It was. It, hold on, someone's calling. Go ahead. I'm not going to answer it, but I should see what it is. Just in case. This is a live ghosting. Yeah. Sketch O Show podcast. Oh, it's my mom. But I'll oh, call yeah. her later. No, 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 it's, it's okay. It's okay. My mom calls me a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call her. Mom, I'll call you back. That's um, so sweet. Shout out to your mom. What's her name? Norma. Norma Deluxe. Yeah. Shout out to Norma. Shout out to my mom. Go ahead. So at the time, it was hard to be nervous because no one could see you any damn way. So maybe a little bit of nerves, but nothing crazy. No, it was just kind of exciting. And you're so young. And like yeah. at the time, you're kind of like cocky. Like, yeah, you're about to kill open. this shit. Yeah. yeah dog. Uh, and, and you had already been on the air at Power. I was right? already on the air. So, okay, let's do that. What about your first time on air DJing on Ooh. Power? How did you feel? So I was telling Richard Vision this too, because Sife and I, 
the story goes like this. Saif and I got, we're on a street team. We're in the ice cream truck. Mr. Chalk calls Saif, asks him if he wants to do a, a jump off mix, which you mentioned earlier, the mm-hmm, jump off mixes. Mm-hmm. We're like, hell yeah. Me, and, this is vinyl days. Oh yeah. And air date was in two weeks. Oh my God. We worked on that. Like literally, I think we left the, the, the job early. Like we're that excited. Got back to the station, dropped off the truck, went back to Sife's crib, started working on it all night, and for two weeks in a row, every single day, we're making this jump off mix. What were you recording it to? How to Pro you Tools, because ah. Sife was already producing. Okay. I, I had a Pro Tools set up with the M box that Sife kind of helped me with, but because you know we did the buco breaks, the party breaks. Oh yeah, those were that. all on the on the M box. Yeah, um, but. But and that was before I was on the street team, Damn, and those still live to this day. Oh my god, bro! The history, the bro. party breaks. The history. Yeah, I did those before the street team. But yeah, so every day, bro. And at the time, this, the 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 jump off mixes were kind of thrown onto the mixers that were busy, mm. so they didn't give a fuck about it. Mm. And I think what Eman and Chalk did, he knew we were young and hungry, and he he wanted a, to light some fire under these fools ass bro right so we weren't even which kind of bummed us out at the time but now i understand when when the schedule came out those power 106 schedules were legendary oh, yeah. to me i, I love looking at them to see what time is vice on okay two to four on sunday yeah. i'm gonna listen so it's exciting bro very exciting i remember making it on those couple yeah. times overnights on the weekend. dude i still have i still have copies of mine that's fucking dope yeah. shout out to dj E-Man. i still have copies of the first time we're on so wow. yeah 100 so so we we're on as special guest, special guest jump off mix, bro. I'm telling you, we put our heart like that. That mix, I can, I haven't heard it in a couple of years, but I feel like if I were to still listen to it now, especially knowing that we did it on vinyl, I I'd probably still be proud of it. Oh man, for sure, bro. So that we, was like your your stepping stone. So dude. we did that, yeah. And it was so exciting just to like the the good good fellas. Uh, putting us in the talk breaks. I'm like, man, Romeo this, and DJ. Like, we made it, right? Like, yeah. this is it. It's over. Like, real we could quick, retire. I remember you telling me after me and Fuse made our first jump off mix. I remember you said that same story you just reiterated right mm-hmm. now. You said you and Sife were in a garage, in when his garage, aired, in his yeah. garage, and listening to it on listening the actual on the radio, radio yeah. uh, like a boom. Oh box. yeah, that is fucking crazy. Listening what year was on the that? Radio. The first one that, that was oh three, maybe oh four, early oh four. Early 04, actually, because everything, like I've said earlier, everything happened so fast. So it was early mm-hmm. 04. Then mm-hmm. um, we got a chance to like audition, right? Or try out. For on air? On air, nice. live. Mm. Um, and our tryouts were one goes on, since it was two of us, one gets to do two hours after Friday Night Flavors, uh-huh. which is. Uh, Friday Night Flavors it was like 10 to midnight right was like it was like midnight to 2 or something 3 like that maybe yeah 12 yeah. to 3 something like that yeah. and then yeah cause Night Show would go 7 to 12 and then 12 to like something that's right that's right so I think 12 to 3 so then the the, the one one of us would try out from 3 to 5 and then the other one go the next day after Power Tools from from um 2 to 4 uh, three to oh, like man. real late night, great four to six shit. or some yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like when it was the least amount of people would probably be listening. It was nuts, right? So we would go there live, and I remember the first record I played like was 
Do you remember Gorilla Black? Oh, yeah. He had a song, Compton. Oh, yeah. That was the first record I mixed on the air, and we're on vinyl. That was my vinyl, so. Wild, That's the first record, and I want to say, like, my A's were, like, Usher and Alicia Keys, my boo. I had a a Lloyd Banks uh, with that R&B singer. I forgot the name of it. Oh, I remember the Lloyd Banks record. That was a good record. Yeah. There's a lot of good records. Those were my A's. Let me ask you something. Were you, obviously, you said you were excited, but... Being on power, oh, even I was at nervous. That, you as might fuck. have been nervous. Your no, no, no. Sweaty, I was right. I was shaking. Did you mess up? Yeah, I messed up. I, I mean, uh, dude, surprisingly, n- not much. Like I somehow, even back when on the vinyl days, like I remember being so clean yeah. and I was safe. Like I was never too. Like I would do tricks and stuff. I was never like insane at tricks, but I would get by. What up, Cedric Deluxe, getting ready for the traffic jam. My last commercial. It's a two-hour traffic jam. But um, I remember even one day, like ever DJ ever later, when I got to meet him, he was just like, "Man, like your mixes on the radio are so clean." He goes, "You're the cleanest mixer." On- yeah. On the whole station, yeah, bro, I agree. he goes like your snares like yeah. flange, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I was like, damn, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, like, bro, your mixes are super crispy, man. I, I took pride admit. in it. Yeah, no, now but, I, I am a little more careless, but yeah. well, you know I how mean, it is. You're, but you're at the level now. You're a vet. You know what yeah. I mean. And at that level, your fans and the listeners listening to you, even if it's in the club or wherever, or even on Twitch, and you do a little, a little, maybe a little mess up. They don't mind. It's like when you're on the air and you fumble over your words a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan, like they're that's a, they just know you as a human being. It's like acceptable. To yeah, them. and you just gotta and yeah. you gotta know how to uh, pick up from it. So, yes. so um, I was remember how we talk about passionate and like pretty much psycho. Like mm-hmm. I, I started like later seeing like Kobe documentaries and things. And I'm not comparing myself to Kobe, but like I really the cared. Drive. I cared right. as much. Like, bro, I would have. Fluffy or Ernie, whoever or uh, anyone, just run the board uh, that was running the board. Record my shit, and I'd get bummed out if they would forget to hit record. Oh yeah! And then I would record every single set, and I would listen to it every single day for seven days until the next week. And just what, like, just study what I did wrong, what I did right. It's almost like a fighter. Wa- watching tape. film yeah right? reviewing like a UFC film. fighter MMA fighter or the basketball players yeah, yeah let's watch the tape watch the tape yeah 100% I would wow. listen to everything every single time like I I was obsessed with listening back would you record your club mixes as well no no just no, on air just, stuff just on air stuff copy that That's yeah cool. just on air stuff so yeah I was nervous but I was excited I was yeah, so excited and then you get on air and you're, you're again we're, let's just recap the the illustrious catapult i mean it went from you know you were on street team for what flavor unit for two years something like that. one year one year one literally year. one year probably one year. less right yeah it was probably like just under 12 months yeah and just under the flavor unit was a very good stepping stone in great a lot one. of ways no get, great one right it was great one. back when radio you could start at the bottom in the mailroom or flavor unit wherever intern and grow and, and like richard vision started as an intern That's, it was so easier back yeah. then because it was it was if you're in the door, mm-hmm. it's easier to grow. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like someone looking for someone, they just post a help wanted on Instagram and yep. you get, you're flooded with people interested. But back then, like if you got in the door and, and street team was like a job, like you had to apply right. 
with an application. And you had to have personality. And you had to audition yeah. and they had to see your personality. So once you're in that door, man, it w- there was so much opportunity. Yeah, dude. But it was all what you make of it, too. Right. You know, it right. wasn't just automatic opportunity. Yeah. You know? And then you get on afternoons. That lasted for how long? How many years were you doing afternoons? Well, you, you did nights first, right? We did then nights you went first. to afternoons. We did overnights first. Wow. We did overnights and we would do it live. Mm-hmm. Midnight to 5 a.m., come wow. in live, and like Wilmer would come and hang. Uh, Pitbull would come and hang. Wow, Nick dude. Cannon would come and hang. Any celebrity that's out partying in the scene on during the week, because that's like when the celebrities would yeah. be out. Yeah. And this is like when celebrities partied, because like now it's. They're like, you know, I want to be on cam. Now there's yeah, like you paid, be careful. A, paid appearances. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, and uh, plus you're being recorded everywhere you go. Yeah, so, so these guys would get off the air, get in their car, listening to, to the radio because it was only out. There was no streaming. Come through after the club. Yeah, Yo, you live? I'm like, yeah, we're we're live. I'm coming up. And oh, then my God. They'd come up and we, bro, and to, it got to a point where the PD's like, what? These guys are like up at three in the morning and they got Pitt and they got Wilmer and they got Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon was huge at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, like all these dudes as far as the artists go, Neo would come up. We were Neo's first interview. Wow. Yeah. And how old were you? 21, Damn, 22. Bro, that's so... Real quick, did you have you ever had a regular job anywhere? Many jobs. What? what do, can you just list off the regular jobs so, and we'll get back to the thing? Yeah, Ikea for like... A day. Wow. Ross for like a week. I worked at many warehouses. I worked at Vespa. What's uh, that? Vice's, Vice's. Vice's. Oh, Vespa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vice's baby mom, uh, Denise, she got me the job at Vespa, the, the scooters. Oh, wow. I, I worked in their warehouse, like packing and shipping uh, like accessories. Oh, worked wow. there for many years. Many jobs, bro. So you, many, you've many worked, jobs. But you've you've experienced life's uh, oh KB jobs Toys. Trip. I worked at KB Toys. Wow! I was an assistant manager Where at? there. What mall? It was in a uh, Peninsula Center, which is kind of like uh, kind of Paulo's Verdes area. Okay, yeah. You had to make a little trek from uh, Carson. That's not that far. No, right? it was not that far. Yeah, yeah. And then I worked at a record store at the same time, which was closer there. Oh, nice. So I had many jobs at all time because I, bro, I always even today, man, the way I operate now is like. I'm not going to depend on one check, you know? Right. Like, I want... But the way I saw it was like, all right, I'm going to go work at this record store. Oh, they only want me two days a week? Cool. I'm going to go work three days a week at this toy store, and then on my weekends, I'm going to DJ. So I would make a little bit of money from the record store, and I pretty much spend all the money I made at the record store, mm-hmm. and then I would have my check from KB, and then I would have um, money from the clubs that was enough for, like, food and gas. And that's kind of how I moved. Checked every week was like spoken for all the money. Where do you think that type of work ethic comes from? Is it your parents that that instilled that in you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My parents were workaholic. My mom had an insane job, very high up at Fuji Fujinon, and she like uh, always working. My dad, we pretty much didn't never saw my dad um, growing up because he worked the night shift. But not only that. He depended on overtime just to get by. Like, you know, yeah, he was a hard worker. Right, yeah. Right. So we wouldn't see him. And it's it it's not till now where we realize like, damn, like he was working super hard for us to have a place to live and food have to eat. Have a better eat. life. Yeah. Man, so, isn't that crazy? They don't make people like that anymore. No, well, they I don't. like to think people like you, if you have a family at some point, you'll also instill that. Just like Big has his kids, and he, he's very disciplined. He's very consistent. You're consistent. Your family seen They raised you right, you and your brother. 100%. And, and you know, that's that's commendable. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. 
like I said, you you've always had that same type of discipline since mm-hmm. I've known. Even though we've partied, you drank and all that, we drank together and blah blah blah. I've blacked out many times, but you <laughs> you. I remember even showing up the next day to to work when you were on the afternoons. You'd be wearing your sunglasses in the oh, studio. Yeah. I'm all what's up? Well, you're all bro. I feel like shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I go, let me see your eyes. You're all no. I'm frog eyed now. Yeah, I'm frog eyed. You wear those. You'd only. You're the only person that could wear sunglasses in the studio and while it's daylight outside and not look like a dick. Oh, I look like a dick. <laughs> nah. 100%. Nah, no, because you had a solid reason. You were you were hungover, as yeah. was I. But, you know, I just had dark circles around my yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, bro, Good I got to tell you. Okay, uh, before we wrap up, because we're yeah. already we're at a, um, an hour 12, 112. 112. Um, with a little Where the space players dwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eric Deluxe. Let's go back to the power thing and you being, you know, you going on from overnights to, to nights to afternoons. And then you left, right? Mm-hmm. You left to pursue your career in music. You were working with artists and doing, a, I mean, how many remixes have you done? How many mashup, re, uh, like bootlegs <laughs> have you done? I also want to get into the Headliner Music Club real quick, yeah. the creation of that. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then to end it all with the creation of all your other endeavors yeah. that you have your hand in that seem to just be like you're just unstoppable you it's like one week you're doing there's fade and then the next oh just try it that's and then add for you i mean bro but it's so constructive i mean it's really so it's do you ever eric deluxe do you ever i'm, I'm sure you don't because you say you have add but there has to be a moment where you're laying in bed or you wake up do you ever just reflect on how much you've accomplished and i'm not saying it in a cocky way like man look at me it's more of like like me, bro, I, I'm not at your level, and I'll never be, but I'm still no, content. But I'm just saying, I'm content when I wake up and I walk over here to this radio station and I swipe my key card, I feel like, damn, I'm lucky. Like, I, yeah, I'm yeah, employed. Yeah. No, for People sure. People depend on me. Yeah. I'm good at what I do. 100%. You know, I'm, I'm sober-ish now, you yeah. know? And I, I'm, it's like this. No, smoking weed is, st- you're yeah. still sober. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. It's, it's constructive. It's different. Me, you know? Yeah. But that's like, that's medicine. It is. It's a yeah, tool. Yeah. I like to say it's no, a tool it's, for yeah, my mind. You're sober. Thank you. Yeah, yeah of Thank course. You. Um, but, you know, I reflect on your, on your career and our friendship and how long I've known you. And I'm just like, man, I'm so proud of that dude. Like, Thank you, you've bro. done so much, man. And I'm sure you've inspired quite a, a lot of other younger DJs to follow in suit of your footsteps. But do you ever reflect on it? Uh, I don't, Eric? man. No? I'll tell you why. Go ahead. I, I don't because the the reason I'm the fact that I am doing so much other shit, like like you said, do I lay in bed and reflect? Like I lay in bed and stress. Yeah. <laughs> I like think too much of what I need to do and how I'm slacking and. Like I, I'm always, I'm always just like thinking of the next thing and think, thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, some I don't like to reflect, but sometimes like something I'll see something I'm like, damn, that's that's a cool moment. Yeah. But but you know, it to me, it's all about moving forward. Keep you going, know, right? Yeah, keep going because like I I know a lot of people. And not nothing bad, but like I sometimes I hear people talking like all they talk about is like I did this, I did that, I and I don't like I don't want to hear like I don't want to sound like that, you know? Right. So no, you never do. That's the thing. I just see it. I see stuff posted, and I and I I watch stuff that's on you know in the, on YouTube or anything, and I, and I just remember like you've always been. It's like you were born to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were came out of the womb DJing pretty much. Wow. It seemed like you were just destined like. 
in some ways, I feel like this is totally your fate, bro. You know, like, there's no way this you know, is an accident. You know, you know the one the the time I I do remember having like a feeling where like, damn, I remember like the first time I DJed in like New York. I would travel a lot, right? Mm. But the first, actually, New York and also just out of the country is when it hit me like, damn. You know, New York's a tough market. Yeah. They're like fuck the West Coast. Not well, they obviously, hate LA, bro. Uh, uh, not so much anymore. But <laughs> right, like at, at right. back, you know, you always have that like damn East versus West right. shit. There's there's a there's still a and they love diversity. their own. You yeah, know, yeah, like absolutely. it's you know. So I remember like getting booked out there, and I was like, damn, like they booked a kid from Carson to DJ in New York City. Like that was kind of a like a, a proud moment for me. Like yeah. that that felt really good, and then. And then, you know, years later, you go and do a whole Asia tour and do play in London, play in Tokyo, play in Malaysia, play everywhere. And that's just like, damn, okay, Dubai. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Let me ask you, Eric, since you mentioned all these places, how many countries and cities do you think you've DJed around the world? Shit. Ballpark figure. How many, how many uh, do you think? Probably, damn. Because I got it right here. Do you? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing, right? City, you said cities be, too? Cities, countries. Like, I mean, do you think you've DJed pretty much in every country on this planet? No, absolutely no. not. Have you DJed on Australia? Down no, under? No. Never. No? Do you, I would do you love like to. to right? I, I would love to see right? Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, I mean, Dubai. You've DJed in the London, Dubai, right? You've London, DJed in, in, in uh, Japan. Japan. Um, China. Russia? Have you gone to Hong Russia? Hong Kong. Not Russia. No. Um, I've done... Every state in this country, right? No, nah, not every state in this Almost country even. State. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of places uh in the US I've never been to. Canada. I, I play Canada. I play yeah, in Vancouver, Canada before. right? G Man yep. and Risk. Toronto right? as well. Yeah. yeah, bro. I mean, it's wild, dude. You've been other like Edmonton, thing random yeah. places. Yeah. God damn. Never been to Montreal. Now that is something just to reflect though, dude. Just to be like just to, saying it out loud right now. Yeah. It's amazing, bro. And you're and like you said, you're just getting started in in a in a very big sense. Obviously you your DJ career has spanned quite a number of years, right? Mm-hmm. And you said you wanted to get out of DJ. So there's still a few more things I want to touch yeah, on. Yeah, no, good. We, I'm sorry. Go for it. I know you're going to... You no, so you're good. Things. You're good. Thank you so much. You're good. You're good. Um, okay. Thanks for covering the, the, the world tour that you've done, um, all the different cities. But after leaving Power Afternoons, right? Mm-hmm. After being pretty much... You've made it to the top. You left, and it, and it was kind of a shock. It was a shock. I was like, I think my boss was even shocked. Uh, obviously, they were losing a hell of a talent and you know, when a hell I le- of a person. The th- the thing is, when I left radio, mm-hmm. nowadays people leave radio all the time. It's just yeah. like ah, it's normal. Radio is kind of you know, yeah. but like back then, especially power, like mm-hmm. no one left. That those those slots were so hard to get. Were like anyone that's not on the air anymore was pretty much fired. Right, like me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know oh yeah bro i was hired and fired from power more than any employee in power 106 history hey that's <laughs> and that's, i kept going back or they kept bringing me back that that says a lot about you that's what liz said yeah that's no it's, think said. about it yeah, yeah. luscious larry they're firing you and they can't even replace you i know Jimmy like, yeah, ah, we, we gotta bring him back we gotta bring him back fuck that guy but we gotta bring him back no, it's, bro, that says a lot, man, you, man, about your fucking about your work ethic and your work, your talent. But but yeah, um I I was so busy on the road and you know, the money with radio, especially man, I got hit with the tw- t- 2008 like 
market crash and the whole recession. Oh, and that was rough. So we had in our contract where we were building, and the the third year was like our highest money. And I remember that third year was 2008. Wow. So when our shit was about, to, or maybe early 09, because that's when it really hit, you know? Yeah. And when it hit- Right around Obama. Our, no, our contract went back to like year one. Ah. Where it bummed me out, but in a good way, because- the clubs, uh, I, I don't remember, but I remember the clubs, I didn't feel a recession in no, the clubs. Bro, I did not feel, not I felt more of a, a hit this time around with COVID. Yeah. I'm still getting COVID rate, <laughs> whatever the serious? fuck that means. Yeah. Oh my God. Some spots, you know, it's really? bullshit. It's bullshit, but. But you deal with it, man. It is what it is, man. Like, but, um, yeah, so I didn't, recession, the recession didn't hit the nightclubs because people were partying and drinking, but. Is that what really I, motivated you to leave, though? What was your real? What was the main thing? Was it the, the, the recession, or what was it? No, the real you... the real thing that motivated me to leave. It was way after. It was not. It was not till I don't know what was year it did like I leave. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Around there. It was right around after shots came out. Yeah, it was like twenty twelve. Yeah, and well, shots was oh nine. That's right. But but it's it still. I, I was still I on. It was still rocking. I, I mean, was that, still that on. That record still is an ever. Yeah. It's an, what's known in radio as an ever. You know what's funny? I I don't play it. Really? I never play it and then i played it recently i think i was in tokyo and someone said play shots and i was like ah, and it, it went off and yeah, i was like dude, dude I, I, mean, I just never play it I, did you let it ride to your verse no i did oh, it man, i did it i did I it i love that verse bro. i know that verse created that whole song man I, I have a funny uh story about that verse go ahead so that song took eight months to make really it's from the idea to finally really 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 recording it we went to North Hollywood at a professional studio called American. Mm. That's where they recorded the shit. La, 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 la. We fucking mastered the beat, uh, finalized the beat. That I want to say Sky Ableton, Blue. Right? That was on Ableton. Yeah. I remember that. Dude, uh, Red Foo was yeah. the first person I saw on Ableton just being some yeah. master scientist, bro. He's a, such a genius. That guy's a chemist, bro. Formula. But those guys lived at Wonderland. Okay, I was just about to bro. bring this up, dude, because Johnny told me this story. Yep. Can I really quickly just reiterate my what I've heard, and then you? Can yeah, you yeah, yeah. Okay. Johnny told me that he was with you at the house, right? Yep, the Wonderland. Wonderland house. And wait, tell people what Wonderland okay, is. Okay, Wonderland is a house that, or that street. It's a street, right? So it's a street right. in the Hollywood Hills, yeah. in, off Laurel Canyon, in yep. the Laurel Canyon area, yep. right? Off of like Lookout Mountain and yes. stuff. And then it's a house that. Well, uh, there was a massive murder yes, in it. Yes, and but they made a movie about it. It's a movie, it. and the movie's called Wonderland. Wonderland right. So then now the house is called Wonderland. Yes. But in that same house where the John Holmes, which is like a porn star. Yeah, John Holmes, And right. all these people got a sat, like, They got their heads, like. Like, it was like, like a next level bro, murder. With lead pipes to their heads. That, yeah. The, the, the police, the coroner couldn't even identify them. Their, their brains. It was over. It was a disaster. In that house. Yes. They lived in that exact house. And that's where LMFL Redfoo had that house, right? Yes. Was it his house? Uh, no, no, no. They were renting. They were renting. Yeah. So Johnny says that he's there one night with you and you guys, they're doing mixing and some stuff and he's watching TV in the living room and he's watching a documentary about, about the about Wonderland the killings, yeah. right? And then it pans out 
to the, like it shows the blood on the wall and it's panning out and Johnny realizes it's the same, same fucking room. living room. Yeah. And he's like, what the f-? And he looks, is that a true story? That's a true story. Oh my God, that's so fantastic. I think we, <laughs> I think we spent the night there a few times because we were going to like Big Bear early in the morning to have their performance or something. But I'm in Sky's blue, Sky Blue's room. Yes. And Sky was on his laptop showing me, oh, this is my room. And he's showing me this dead body that's kind of like leaning there. And this is a room. And bro, we're in there and we're trying to record shots. So he's like, yo, let's do a rough, like, let's do a reference of your thing, of your, of your hook. Mm -hmm. So he gives me a regular ass mic and then like a sock over it as a popper stopper. And I recorded it one take just to get the reference. And that's still the vocal that is on the song to this day. From the one. Hit the clip again. Yeah. From Wonderland. Shots. on the rocks and I'm ready for some shots. The women come around every time I'm pouring shots. And, and uh, Red Foo and Sky, like, they like to stack. Isn't Johnny so there too? I can hear Johnny, Johnny going, la, la. Yeah, Johnny's in, the, in, in that part. Johnny's, like, the loudest. I hear him. He's the loudest. Yeah. Oh, my God, dog. But, yeah, in Scott, Red Foo and Sky are a little tucked under my vocal yeah. on there. It's yeah, so crazy. good, bro. It's such a... I mean, it's an iconic record that really... Do you feel like that record, the creation of you being involved with the creation of that record, or mm-hmm. creating that record essentially, right from the seed, from that verse that yep. was the seed? Do you think that that really catapulted you even further oh, into your career? Really, one thousand percent, a thousand percent. Because I remember, I remember uh, around this time they're starting to blow up. Yeah. Those guys. Uh, I'm in Miami, bitch. Big record. Yeah. Let's get it popping. I'm in Miami, bitch. Uh, they're starting to get their second single. They're blowing. They're going everywhere with me, and I'm just kind of playing a couple clubs here and there in Hollywood. I mean, in Vegas, yeah. Not getting good money, but I'm like headlining. Yeah. Lavo, uh, fillers at Tau, getting paid peanuts and I shit. I remember, bro. But grinding, I, I yeah, you know, you it always, is. I loved, loved it. it. You I loved it. The, the I never, I never thought I'd make more money than that. Man. I was, I was good, and then. Um, one day, this is a crazy story. It's like, um, we're just partying. I, I went to, I always would stay if Vice was at rehab, the pool party okay. at Hard Rock. Daytime. I would always stay and then like fly out later or yeah. the next day just yeah. to hang because I'm already there. Oh, yeah. So we'd hang out and we're getting wasted and partying, blah, 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 blah. And then just hanging out, being, you know, I was all the life of the party. Life Not life of the party, it, yeah. but I'm just enjoying yeah, myself. Yeah. Uh, one day, and rehab was really hard to get into at this time. One day I missed my flight. I'm so hungover. I'm like dying. And then I hit Vice like, yo, uh, do you know someone at, at rehab that could get me in? He was like, oh yeah, hit Tony. And then I was like, Tony, he was like, send me a photo. I was like, you were partying with him. He sent us a photo of me and him. You're partying with him a week ago, whatever. I was like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> So he puts us on text or whatever. And I, but that, that, I, I remember telling Nick Ferrer, I was like, bro, like, treat everyone equal. Don't, don't kiss someone's ass because they're the booker or don't kiss someone's, or don't be mean to someone because you don't know who they are because you don't know who they are. Tr- just have a good time. And I'm having a blast. I didn't know this, who this guy was. So he puts us on text and RIP, uh, he passed away. Oh. So he, um, he was like, yeah. He goes, come by. He goes, I'll meet you at the, at the door, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we're at the door. He was like, yo, you want to go to my office for a second? Like, it's fucking hot outside. We're like, yeah, let's go. So we go to the office, start hanging. And then he's like, 
we started chatting, man. And he was just like, he was like, dude, he goes, um, what's going on with this shot song? Like I'm hearing about the shot song. And I think vice had told him that you wrote it. I was like, Oh yeah. So I started telling him stories and he didn't really know who I was. So I'm telling him like my background radio, I'm on power. I, this, I, that. And he just like, well, he goes like, he goes, man, we're opening a new club. Let me give you a tour. So he gives me a tour. This just construction site. And he's like, Oh, we're going to have a club. I don't know the name of it yet, blah, blah, blah. Dude, fast forward like a month later. Um, I get a call from Sujit, like, Hard Rock, Vanity Nightclub, exclusive residency. Every Friday. Oh, my God. And it was like $3,000 a night. And I was like, <laughs> at the time, I was getting paid like, you know, seven fifty. Yeah. That's what, that was like Vegas rates. Yeah. I was like, $3,000 a night? This was crazy oh, at that time. Yeah. And every week, I, I was like, word. All weekend or just one night a week? One night. Still. And then, but I was still DJing a yeah, lot. Yeah, so I was bro. making some dough. Mm-hmm. And then... um. And then, yeah, so then fast forward, my first night, I t- text Diddy. Diddy's in town. He comes. LMFAO, they had an exclusive deal at Marquee, but they still came. They're like, we can't be on the mic, but we're going to fuck with you. You're our dog. They came. Rick Ross comes. Wow. Cassie comes. Lil John's always there with me. Yeah. So it was just like, it's who is- star-studded. Who wow. is this dude? Yeah. To the point where even like the guy from Tao was like, Yo, why did you leave us? I, you never, he's never said hi to me in, in my life ever until I left. Omar? No, <laughs> the, one of the owners. Okay. And he never said hi to me in my life. Oh, and he no. like, until I left, I became valuable to him. Mm. So then he, fast forward, my nights so well where they offered me Saturdays too. So then I get Friday, Saturday. I'm at the Hard Rock every Friday, Saturday, making really good money, staying there all weekend, still traveling. Yeah. So Thursday somewhere, Friday there, Saturday there, Sunday somewhere else, Monday somewhere else, Wednesday somewhere else, still doing radio. And then, uh, um, so then Tao Group is like, we're opening a new club. It's called Marquee. Wow. And I told Sujit, you're not allowed to resign. Hard Rock wasn't ready to let me go. Mm. So they agreed on like letting me just do both. Really? So I would do, yeah. So I would do. You're like a double agent. I would do Fridays at Vanity, Saturdays, every Saturday marquee, and then two Mondays a month. Let me tell you something, just to really, really quickly interject. That whole time, remember that video came out by Them Two Productions? Yeah, yeah, of course. Remember, and I did the sound, the sound yeah, yeah, design. Yeah. And I remember in that video, you went up, you narrated it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have. It was I, like an Ocean's something. Yeah, it was Ocean's Eleven type of like yeah, yeah. heist almost, like heist, yeah. swanky, Vegas swank. And I remember, uh, What's his name? Elaine from them yeah, two productions, right? Shout out to Elaine. I think they're doing yeah. massive shit. Massive, now. bro. I mean, he brought me on for more projects after that, but I don't want to go. I want to stomp over your story, but just to interject about that specific video, which I think I could play a clip from if I could find it on their page, on their okay. Vimeo page. But I remember you narrated it. Vegas, it's my kind of town. People come here for excitement, to wild out, you know, break some rules, make bad decisions. But me and my crew. We come for one reason, one reason only, to take over Vegas. There was this one line you said, because Vice is sitting at the bar and he doesn't say a word. He's just sitting there quiet looking up. And you're all, we got this town, baby. Vegas, it's all, it's all, you said something to that yeah. effect, right? And he just doesn't look pleased. Yeah. And you're all, one more? All right, we'll get one, well, one more. more. And it yeah. was uh, DJ D Miles, I believe, right? No, no, DJ Irie. Re- I think it was Reach. Was, was it Reach or Irie? I might have been Irie. I think it might have been Irie. That was the last guy. It out was of the- Irene. Spice, man. We're killing it, baby. This whole city's ours, baby. You think we need one more?
You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. So fun. Dude. Yeah, that was. But yeah, that time. that's when you were real. Like you were so dominating Vegas. So that's when like my, that's when so started because of shots. Kind of like they're seeing like what who you're just filling in that towel and this and that. Like you need to be. A thing. You're a resident, like you're a, yeah. a guy, you're like a superstar. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and and that's what they saw. I don't see it myself oh, as I, that. I but know he, it. But he was like, bro. So then, um, that when they started bidding towards against me is when not really bidding, right. but like when there's two people that have interest in you, that's when your money goes up. Oh yeah. So that's kind of when money went up, and then next you know more money went up, and then more money went up. Now it kind of corrected itself because of COVID. Of course. Well, you know, it is It's coming it is. back, though, bro. You know what I mean? We're good. I know you're in Vegas this weekend. Well, when this I am. is being recorded, I'll be and there you're Sunday. at Marquee, right? Uh, or, Encore Beach Club. Okay, my bad. Sorry, yeah. I went on the, the, the... Marquee, I'm there next week. Ah, uh, so I'm not yeah. too far off. No, no, not no. Not too no. far off. No. Let me ask, in regards to DJing, what is the... Har- not just DJing, but being Eric Deluxe, the superstar <laughs> DJ, the entrepreneur... The headliner music club, you know, co-founder, founder, right? Co-founder, co-founder. Yeah. Um, what's the hardest part of being Eric Deluxe? Oof. Oh my goodness! Uh the hardest part is, man. Like I think, just I have too many ideas, and I drive myself crazy. So, like, if I can just sit back, if I knew how to just chill and like slow down i think life would be a little easier i tend to stress myself out for no reason i overthink for no reason um but i i wouldn't say i have too it's not too hard you know like i don't i'm not life is good life is pretty good i mean you know life is up and down and that's right. how i st- kind of stick by with mo money mo problems did you in- endure any of that as you were getting you know more wealthier from your dj and craft did you run into any like you know issues like that so so luck- luckily for me, I never, I never made it too big, and I'm and I mean that in a really good way because you know what goes up must come down. So like I see people go whoop to the top and make tons of dough, and then next thing you know they're not hot, so they're dropped and they disappear. I kind of just floated, where like I'm making good and and. I don't make tons of money by any means, but for knowing what I where I came from, I make good money because yeah. like anything is good money. Let me quickly say that Suja came to the station at Power way back in the day, and I remember <clears> I was there, and you weren't you weren't there. I think you had already left, right? But he came with an artist because he was he was managing an artist. He worked for Universal, I believe. At the time. He, yeah, he he did a couple right. labels, and um, he brought up an artist, and I remember the artist was somewhere else doing some sort of video or something, you know, with like some of the videographer, probably like uh, Daniel or somebody, right? And I remember he was in the studio with Big. Okay. And Big was like, man, how's Deluxe doing it? And Sujit, this is my Sujit impression, just <laughs> looking at his phone, typing, right? It always looks like he's typing like yeah. a big paragraph. Yeah, yeah. It's a one word answer. One word answer. Like, yeah. yeah. He's typing and, and, and here's Big. How's Deluxe? And, he, and Sujit looks up and he's all, he shrugs his shoulder, he goes, rich. <laughs> That's all he said, just rich. Dude, Sujit, Suja says that all the time, yeah. knowing he makes more money than anybody on his <laughs> roster. Well, dude, he wasn't far off. I mean, you are a wealthy man in character and in you know in your craft. You you turned something from nothing. You yeah, know what the I mean? Way, like, yeah. The the way I I describe rich because 
there's always a different level to rich. If you make a certain amount of money, you're always going to see someone else as rich. And if you're there, someone else is like, um, like a thousandaire wants to be a, a tens of thousandaire. Then uh, they, they want to be a millionaire, but a millionaire is like, now nah, I want to be tens of millions in there. And then a hundred millionaire. And then it's just like, I'm not rich. I could, I, I'm only worth 300 million. I'm not rich. I'm not a billionaire. Like there's a billionaire. So there's so many levels to yeah. this shit where like, to me, rich is being able to do something you want to do without stressing out. It's That's freedom. That's freedom. Rich. A thousand percent correct. Yeah. Freedom and luxury. Like I have the luxury to, you know, have my AC on during this heat wave right now. Like that's a luxury. Yeah. And to me, that's rich, bro. Like I'm very satisfied with having that alone. Like I don't food want in more your fridge, bro. food in my yeah. fridge. If I'm lucky enough that if my, you know, Apple TV breaks, I can go buy another one and not have to like save for a couple weeks. Like, right. I'm, I, you know, there's no struggle really anymore. Yeah. Right? And I've been there and right? I've done that. And to me, I'm lucky enough to not have to do that. And that's kind of where I, I'm satisfied. I don't need more because, because like you said, more money, more problems. Mm. I I necessarily never hit that point, you know, where like fucking came a problem. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and what was I going to say about that is, uh, I'm at the level where it's like, all right, I, if I go up, there's more money, more problems. If I go down, there's, uh, uh, no money, mo problems. Mm. I just, yeah, you, you know, I, you know, there's that mi- uh, thousandaire, millionaire, billionaire. I just want to be a hundredaire. I'll yeah, be yeah. fine with just a few hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Good. As long as I could pay my rent and still have a few hundred bucks left over, just yeah. to maybe go to. Well, the you're not paying to... any rent with a few hundred dollars. Uh, no, in, no, in no, LA. not anymore. I'm not in LA. Across the street from the station, you need on, a th- yeah. you need a couple thousand at least. Oh, bro, I'm just under two thousand a month okay. for a studio apartment. That's about as big as the studio that we're no, in right that's now. It's tiny, bro. You know, um, but no, but that, but you being said, like, even if you, if all your bills, all your AC, all your food, all the the t shirts you want to wear, if all that's covered and all you have is a couple hundred bucks left, you're good. Yeah. You're rich. Let me say that's this. perfect. You've experienced enough of life struggles to really appreciate what you have now, dude. I'll tell you this, man. From my my prime, I can go ahead and say my prime uh, DJ career, mm-hmm. I was making really good money really good money and i was unhappy now i want to ask you about that yeah why did you want to leave djing because i know you pursue you're pursuing art now you're doing art and all that and you have your like we said we have your hand in all these other endeavors but the djing what made you like this guy you Mm -hmm. know what i mean you you stepped like you stepped away from power to pursue more of the djing but then the djing you said you got tired of it right what what was it that made you want to leave so man it's just it's not it's not that i want i still do it Mm -hmm. i just slow down a lot Mm -hmm. and what it is is it's such a draining routine where like it's airplanes it's delays it's cancellations it's tsa uh check-in it's just like boarding process it's a full flight it's hotels it's the room's not ready it's cancellations it's just so much stuff that goes into it that yeah. people don't really see they just see oh man you get paid so much for djing two hours yeah. and i'm like you see two hours i see two days yeah because i leave in the morning to get over to the east coast i get there i check in i dj and then like the next day is a flight so like by the time i get back it's already like a full so and I'm not complaining. No, no, no. This is but it was just you're you're walking us through what your life is like, and and it's not only that, but Mr. Mauricio. 
I remember he he had posted up something that was like the life of a DJ is mainly it's and Seinfeld said the same thing when he he had a stand up uh, special called Twenty Three Hours to Kill, mm-hmm. which is essentially comedians like DJs are alone by themselves traveling, getting to the hotel. It's maybe, lonely. It's lonely. It's a lonely life uh, outside of the one or two hours you're on stage performing. And then you got to turn it on, yeah. and people wonder why like you drink. Yeah. I'm just gotta like t- snap into this energy mode, right. and then. And then it's over. Did you experience bouts of loneliness in your travels? Oh my God, bro. Tons of it. Really? Tons of loneliness. So much depression, loneliness. Um, so that's kind of why I was like, you know what? Um, and I kind of did it for so long where I was like, I'm not going to get any bigger in this DJ world. I don't want to make, I don't care to make music anymore. It's just not in me anymore. I love making things. I was designing a couple things for Headliner Music Club and then like, just seeing people wear the shirt that was like a different feeling so yeah you I created kinda, a movement with that shit hmc boys and all yeah. that bro. i mean it, it, so that that yeah. kind of that kind of um inspired me to go a different route i always just love making shit happen seeing yeah. things come to life yeah. and having them live on versus a gig it's like cool you go you dj you leave yeah make good money You've done thousands of those bro but now man i'm working so i wait i i'm what you like to call working harder not smarter <laughs> I'm like working so much and making way less as far as like the Tria Studios, which is like my design, mm-hmm. make designing a shirt, getting it made or making it myself mm-hmm. to the whole process. You make you it, it sometimes break even all the costs, but, but the payoff is so right. it's the accomplishment It's grand. Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, so with try it, let's wrap up with this. Uh, the, the creation of HMC Headliner Music Club. And fade, if you could quickly go yeah, over fade, that, and then go ahead and then try it. Fade is a a five, and Eric Deluxe is F A E D. Yes, and um, some people would call it Fayed, but at the time, you know, Bay was a big word. Oh yeah, B A E. Oh, that's Bay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Bay. Yeah, my Bay. <laughs> so it was B A E, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, why don't we just call it Fade? I like, like that because it's just like it's easier to brand like you, if you type in F-A-D-E yeah. you're gonna see like a haircut or some right, shit right. <laughs> but it, it also goes with the DJing fader fade you fade from right, one record right, to right. the next right right and the, the duo kind of happened organically and accidentally too like um, we kind of DJed together just drunk and like both started DJing and then someone saw it they're like oh shit I want to book them together and it's just like I want to wow. book and at the time I was exclusive to Tao um, and I had to create because you know, like Diplo was exclusive to Win, mm-hmm. but he was pl- he was able to play at One Oak in Vegas as Major Lazer. Oh yeah, or someone you like know a DBA or, doing business as this guy. Now, yeah, so right? now it's a different thing. So, so Fade was kind of an alt, an alias. So Fade uh, Fade was like a, a a duo that later we were kind of bouncing around, like getting shopped. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, Hakkasan Group was like, we want them exclusively. And so, because of Fade's name as a performance duo, you were able to operate in different uh, uh, venues and still hold on to your residency. My exclusive genius. as Eric Deluxe, yeah. Fucking genius. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that happened. And then mm-hmm. uh, we started having fun with it because I never really liked um, treating Eric Deluxe as like a brand, like it was just kind of like, I would never want to wear anything with my name on it, like a hat, Eric Deluxe hat, you know? Right. But I, I was will. able to, I was, a, <laughs> I was able to have fun with Fade, like, yeah. oh shit, let's, 
treat this as the brand. It sounds like a clothing brand. Yeah, so we were making shirts and and making hats and chapsticks and and little notebooks yeah. and everything, dude. To the point where like we got a we got a shoe collab with Fila uh, official. Wow, like I we had an official that. collab with Fila. Wasn't there a billboard? For there was that? a billboard on Hollywood. That. Yes, we went to Paris to launch it. Wow. Um, and then I have two samples of a new one that we we're going to do, and then COVID happened. So the two new ones weren't COVID really are never shit up for you. Yeah, are never going to come out anymore. But but yeah, we did. We were going to do two other ones. Can we say your real name? Yeah, Eric Delatori. How did you land on Eric Deluxe? Just real quick. So I I used to go by <laughs> DJ Focus. Mm. Terrible. No, uh, that's good. and then, and then also there was another DJ Focus. Uh, and then now there's a rapper Focus, right? Isn't there a rapper? Probably. Focus? There's definitely so. a producer one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. I remember the, the hottest club, all ages, DJ Irene's playing Hard House. Arena? A, the Arena. Woo! We, Danny Dice and myself, got a chance to like DJ there. Shout out to Jimmy Jam for giving us a chance. That was and a Mixer big venue, John, bro. Big club. Mixer John and Jimmy Jam gave us a chance to like come in and do guest sets. The, the promoter at the time, he, good dude, and he would like, call us all the time and just interesting guy and like pick our brain and like, oh, you should come to another set, but help me promote too. So we stand outside and pass out arena flyers. It was the hottest part. I'm t- I remember, I'm talking bro. thousands of oh, kids. Yeah, I used to go there. That's when I was a pretty boy. I <laughs> yeah. would go there to try to hook up with chicks because there was so many hot chicks that would go there. The, I mean, the best party. It was gnarly. The best party. They all look like low rider models. It was high heel. It was, it was out of control. I still, I still am friends with people that used to party there and, we, and they'll talk about that era. So, so he was like, uh, let's change your name. I don't like your name. And I was like, all right. Um, and at the, and I was a big fan of like that hard house era yeah, yeah. too. Hell yeah. So like, it was always a first name and then a nickname. Right, like Richard Vision. Exactly. Right. For the great example, Richard Vision. Uh, you had uh, Mark V, Poogie Bear. No, that's a bad example. Let's but like, it would be like... Um, Paul Oakenfold. Yeah. No, like yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. It just sounds like a cool it, name. It's just like right? a cool name. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I was like, all right. So I started writing on a napkin. I put Eric. I put Eric D. And I put Eric... Delight, Eric D. I don't know, Eric D. Something like I just, and then I just put Eric D. Dash L U X. So that's how I had it at first. And where did Lux come from? Did you just look at something, or did you? I just, just kind of just came to you. It just came. Wow. And then I remember being on the phone with him, and he was like, he was like, oh, and then I said, Eric D. He goes, Eric D. Lux. I like it. He I goes, I like know. it. He yeah. goes, I like it. And I was just like, all right, that's it. And that was it. And it stuck. Bro. And then it was my name. And then it wasn't until social media, Twitter comes and I, you couldn't put a dash. Oh, So yeah. that's when I started spelling it. D-L-U-X. D-L-U-X. Yeah, and that's kind of how it's just stuck ever since. It's just to make it easier. Name. It's such a good name. It really resonates when you it's hear like, it. It's definitely like, like you remember it. And you don't need the DJ in front of it. Yeah, that was one of yeah. my things. I never wanted the DJ in front of it. And then, but also, DJ Deluxe works too, but it's not as cool sounding uh, phonetically. Yeah. Well, that's a spell out. But uh, I guess uh, audibly, when you hear Eric Deluxe, it just flows off yeah. the tongue so well. Yeah. And it also <laughs> sounds like Fade. It also sounds like a like a clothing brand. What's that? What you're wearing in? I'm wearing the new piece, uh, the new 
the new line from Eric Deluxe. Like it just sounds. Uh, yeah, I think there might have been a clothing brand called Deluxe. Oh my god! I think but so. No, but Eric Deluxe. It has to be the first and last name, it. bro. But okay, so did Fade come? And let's wrap up after this. I'm so sorry for keeping no, you over, good, bro. But I really this means so much to me, Eric. My pleasure. I got to tell you, me too. I owe you for this. I know no, we haven't seen on. each other other than the little run-ins. That I we've still had. play the intro you made me. Oh really? I still, yeah, I still oh, play it. Oh my god, that's that's insane. Still play I remember it. when I made that for you. I was all, do you want the two drops that goes with it. And you're all, oh yeah, that comes with the kit. I remember you re- you referred to it as a kit. Uh, and did I thought I? that was so, it was so you wow. to say that. Yeah. I was just like, and I went to your house that night, you were living somewhere in Burbank, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that that was, it was very memorable. There's so many times of, of memories I have with you, not nah, just from yeah. partying, Good but, but times, the inspiration man. that you've given me. No, uh, likewise yeah. too, bro. So did Fade come before HMC or was it the other way? It around? was the other way around. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. How did HM- HMC start, and then how did Try It start? Actually, Go that's ahead. a good question. Maybe what came first, the Fade or the HMC? I want to say they were kind of simultaneous. Yeah, maybe Fade first. Actually, I think Fade did come first. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. What was the uh, inspiration to start HMC? Uh, Scratchy kind of just had an idea to to be like a record pool and I was like no there's so many big record pools and I was like no 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 and then after like probably a year of like going back trying to think of something to do um because he was persistent because he really didn't have much going on mm-hmm. not in a bad way but he was hungry and right. I was like already busy so yeah. I was like eh. he wanted to innovate something but I was like all right if we do something it has to be like have value like I want to make sure younger DJs have the access that I have. You know, I want to... And the access I want, that you didn't have. Yeah, a, oh, yeah exactly. DJ, right? The access I didn't have, right. I want them to have now. Yes. So through us. So for example, we would get them drops. Mm-hmm. We would we would do um, H, a headliner music conference like all the time with, with artists. Because like, dude, I remember being at my first mixer meeting, meeting an artist. Like mm-hmm. this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Getting a photo, getting a drop. Big deal. Those mixer meetings at Power on Wednesdays were the shit, bro. Bro, and we've done insane uh, head, uh, conferences. That was just our meetup name. Mm. Bro, um, the massive artists, yeah. like fucking uh, Miguel played his whole album, Sheck West early on. Um, Big names. Uh, p- uh, fucking, um, what's his name? the biggest artist in the world that I'm going blank on his name, but uh, flow writer, I don't no, know. Post Malone, Post Malone, so, oh, early post, too. Dude, this is a uh, White is, Iverson post. White Iverson was hot as fuck, and congratulations was bubbling. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Oh, I want to play you guys something, uh, that it's not done yet, but I want to play it for you. And he plugs in his phone, and it was Rockstar. Oh, my, which God. was ended up being the biggest song at that, that really time, catapulted him yeah. to, to the forefront, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the, the Cassie, Lil John, of course, yeah. uh, tons of artists. And and because of the music conferences, the name spawned from that, like headliner. No, no, we, you guys we, are go ahead. Um, we were always doing doing the conference. The name, man, it was so hard to come up with the name. Even Fade, like that shit didn't just come easy. Eric Deluxe didn't just come easy. Uh, Headliner Music Club, I wish I had other names we had in mind. But I think the idea was the same way like how I didn't want DJ Eric Deluxe is like you always want to leave room for other shit. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. So with HMC, I didn't want to be just a DJ pool and have the name DJ, DJ in it or right. have the name, 
music uh, or pool or, or something. Music or any of those words that are music's always fine, music, right? but but open. So headliner music club, I I saw so much room for anything. Like a rock band is a headliner. Uh, R and B singer, like uh, headliners are anything. But you that, do that, associate it anything? with DJs, though. Now. Yeah, of course. It, it's it, yeah. it's always been yeah. that yeah. in mind first. Headlining at Playhouse. Yeah, it's always been that yeah. in mind. But there's room for other shit. Mm. So Headliner Music Club was always just kind of like, everybody is, is the goal is always to be the headliner at your club. Mm-hmm. So that was like the thing. Did you say come up with the name? Who actually named it that? I don't remember, Or was man. it just a collaboration? It was a, all of it, it. I think it was a collaboration. I, I do remember that I, I was big on having something that sounded good as an acronym. HMC. So I wanted, to me, that was important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, do you know some of the other names? That Dude, you might I have fucking don't, yeah. man. I'm going to Scratchy. <laughs> it's all scratchy good. Mind. It's all good. Let's close out with this, Eric Deluxe. Try it. Your newest, latest endeavor. Uh, obviously, you're doing art still, right? Are you still painting? Still, uh, I, like I said, phases. Phases, gotcha. My, all, my, all the paintings in my house are canvases that I painted. Wow. I went through that phase, and then it's just like, all right, I kind of stopped. Did you post some of those? I have, think, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go through them, because I have to go back. Uh, through your I think that might have been story posts. I'll send you photos. Uh, okay, yeah, I'd yeah. like to see that, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, no more painting. Right. I kind of really got into designing like during early HM like I think our first hoodie HMC hoodie I designed like not even knowing I just got Photoshop uh-huh. it's like a photo of prints in the back and it's like some people's favorite hoodie to this day it's the original because I kind of just always had the eye and I know what I want and I know what looks good at least in my head for sure so I it's just about learning in a program and I you know I have ADD and I am busy so I don't take the time but it wasn't until COVID and I did a couple HMC things before, mm-hmm. things for Fade before uh, before COVID. But once COVID hit, it was like, oh, shit. And then the first real big project I did was I did a collection for Miles Medina. Oh, yeah. And that was like, and then he had a great following. So he sold more. And I was like, damn, this I can really do something yeah, with man. this. For somebody that has ADD, you are a very well-dressed person <laughs> i think I mean, uh, people with add can dress well uh, yeah i mean it's i've never <laughs> seen you not dressed well even on your down days like when i ran into you at i'm the, very the casual one, nowadays but it looks like you look like you put you're put together oh, very you, bro. well bro thank you, and, thank I, you. and it's something to be admired and shouted out i so. thank you i thank you but yeah okay go on so, so tr- yeah during during covid i just had the idea to uh i i never wanted to start a brand i love designing that being said, the ADD is just so many different ideas. It's that, like a superpower. That nothing nothing really made sense, right? So I didn't want to build a brand because building a brand's hard. Getting your brand to be hot is hard. And then it's, once it's hot, it's not going to be hot forever. So my my plan... So this is someone told me about trying. They're like, oh, shit, you're a genius. Like, try it. Like, you just got to try everything. I was like, well, it's funny you say that because that's not where the name's from to me. Try It was the name of an indoor swap meet in front of where we lived in Carson. It was on Avalon. Yep. It was the name of an indoor swap meet. Uh And it's a place where we'd go every single day. I'd buy my cassette singles for three bucks. Oh, the one cassette? The cassettes. (laughs) Buy your white t-shirts, your socks, your solos, Mm -hmm. your jeans, your... It was an indoor swap meet. Mm -hmm. Very small place. Good prices. Go play. Yeah, great bargains. Go play Street Fighter. So to me, try it is a place. It's not an action. Interesting. So it's like Target. Like a Target's a thing. Right. 
but it's not anymore. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to go to Target. Now it's a brand. To me, Try It is a place. Like, oh, let's go to Try It. So me and my brother be like, yo, let's go to Try It. You going to go Try It today? Oh, I just got back from Try It. They had this new fucking uh, uh, Two Life Cruise cassette. Got back from Try It. So Try It was a place. So the concept was, I want to just open a small little boutique store, give it that indoor swap meet vibe but cool where i'll have a little vintage section and then i'll have all my designs that aren't a brand but it was try it marketplace that was first which is still my website mm. today the shop it was a market try it marketplace is the name of the thing yeah and then um i uh, later d- down the road started like i said the miles thing started getting more opportunity to design for people wow. where i was like oh maybe i'll just do a design studio so i started try it studios and then Wanted to show the process of like me making shit, like and, pressing the shirts or pressing the clothing, press it, bro. It from design to pressing it, you name it. Silk screen and all that. You have all those machines. I don't have the silk screen, uh, but um, I do have like heat press and stuff like that, wow. vinyl cutters. But th- that's how I started. That and, and and try it is is, is try at the swap meet still around? Not okay. it, it's it, it, even when I was living there, it went it, it went, went down. Under, right? Yeah. Okay. And now you've you've created your own try it. But there's different divisions, right? There's Try It Studios. There's so Try, try it, it Records. So then Try It Records is this. I went to, me and my girl went to Tokyo. And they have a huge uh, vinyl culture. Record stores are alive and well, very well curated. Got the merch. They're so dope. They got vinyl bars are insane. Wow. Uh, so in my head, I'm bro, 12-hour flight. Eh, it might have been, coming home is less. 10-hour flight, let's call it. I'm... My mind's racing. I get tryrecords.com. I get tryrecords on Instagram. I start working on the logo. My girl's knocked out. My mind's racing. And it's your mid-flight over over the Pacific Ocean. So I'm writing, yeah, what is Try It Records? Try It Records is, so Try It Studios is my design studio. I design for myself and for others that want merch. Mm-hmm. I did. I just did a Call Her Daddy, big podcast, did okay. merch for her, Alex yeah, Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do pot, uh, group chat another friend of mine podcast I do their stuff uh, the DJs Austin Mills producer of this. so just for other people that's the studio yeah, right it's crazy I pro- how I, fast even the momentum sh- happens even though. the shit I designed for HMC it all comes through Tri Studios <sighs> so <clears throat> that's my design studio and then Tri Records the idea was I want to do a vinyl bar where it's like Coffee, uh, coffee during the day, wine at night, sells records, sells so, super cool merch. Might even have a little tattoo parlor because I tattooed as well. Oh, do you do tattoos yourself? Uh, I used to. Wow. So during COVID, yeah. I was tatting myself and some friends. A deluxe tat. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to do everything, bro. You know how to tattoo on people like yourself and other people? I'm not great. I'm not good at it, but I was doing it. Do you have any of on you right now? My, that... All my legs are myself. Oh, wow, yeah. bro. That's fucking crazy. How many tats you got now, bro? A lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even... Yeah. It I know. Like I, you have a I'm a mess. Every time I see, yeah, you. I'm a mess. Well, I might have to get a tattoo from from. Yeah, Bronx, one bro. day. Yeah. So 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 yeah, bro. So try records was like that idea, and then later, a friend of mine, Jordan from Crossover, were like, we we came up with the idea to to do a installation at Crossover in Vegas. So then, oh yeah, Vice I, I took over. Yeah, Vice is uh, he, he's not part of it anymore. Uh, but oh. yeah, he we took over a whole section, and I curated it. With like I remember high, that vintage speakers, yeah. and I put vinyl, and I put books, and I put plants, and I made it look super 
Super like, deluxe. No, super just like inspired by a Tokyo trip. Oh, <laughs> like literally, like it was really? just like, it was just one of those things and Damn. and it did well and I, and I carry, carried the momentum to the point where I have more plans for it now. Like uh, maybe one day a record label, maybe one day, but it's definitely the music part of Tri Studios is Tri Records. So anything that comes music with try it recording studios maybe yeah right yeah because right now it's just the design studio right now it's just the design studio and then try records is kind of like my pop up if i do dj somewhere for as try it it's going to go under try it records wow dude and then marketplace is the store that's the web store gotcha so it's like a a little bit of everything i mean it's confusing man but not really because it's just like you have your hand and this is what i've grown to know about you you just always have your hand in all these different things with slashes it's too much eric the producer (laughs) eric deluxe the dj eric deluxe the the entrepreneur eric deluxe the (laughs) uh the director eric deluxe the designer eric deluxe what about this have you ever thought about getting into acting, Eric? Delos? No, because you, you do have a very, you're very telegenic, photogenic yeah, face. Yeah, no, no acting, no acting. No have you ever acting. done any acting? No, no, no interest in that. No interest. Interesting. No. Yeah. Okay. No um, interest in that. Let me ask you this: outside of try, and let's wrap up after this. We're going to wrap this up for sure now. And my last question to you, Eric Deluxe, is: after all the things you've talked about on this podcast, mm-hmm. on my little tiny peewee of a podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Paul Rubens. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Rest in peace. Man, one of my favorite movies. I own the movie. I watch it at least once a year. I'm not kidding. It's obviously, obviously, Pee Wee was just an incredible character. I know it went through his troubles, but but um, people don't appreciate the art, art of it. And that's, you know, Tim Burton is one of my favorite really oh yeah oh, i didn't know that tim burton i love tim burton movies they're they got the, that dark edge yeah, but yeah. still like and still fun and family still fun yeah right, so right. man the 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 score the the soundtrack of peewee just everything about Pee-wee's it big adventure you're referring that's to, the one i'm right? talking the about movie? the movie and then there was also where he gets Pee-wee's his bikes Playhouse. where he gets his bike stolen yes dude that's that the was, one that's yeah. the one i watch all the time i remember parts of that movie being kind of scary yeah like with large marge and just the, yeah like i made a t-shirt story. i made a large marge t-shirt <laughs> that i never released but dude, i want to i want to see that be sure and tell them large marge sent you <laughs> Try it. Large, it's a, large. It's a, um, it's like, you know, like I, I love like work shirts, yeah. like trucking companies and, and yeah, with well, the phone number. I'm wearing this yes. Sopranos yes. management shirt. Exactly. Yeah. See, I love shit like yeah, this. Yeah, me too. So I made a Large Marge Trucking Co. Oh. And it's like a big rig and like, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Tell them Large Marge sent you. That's exactly yeah, that what was it says. A, that was a weird movie. And I remember they made another part too. To but I used to, I grew up to Pee Wee's Playhouse, man. Did you? Yeah, me too. You? Yeah, Hell yeah. Great, man. So, but okay. After all that. And shout out, like we said, to Pee Wee. Rest in peace. But what is next for Eric Deluxe? With all your your (laughs) ADD and your superpower of always creating and you're an emotional, passionate guy, what's the next endeavor we're going down? And am I going to be a part of it? Yes. I'm just kidding. Yes. (laughs) Dude, there's a lot. There's a lot that I want to do. The problem is finding the time, which goes back to why I slowed down so much in DJing. Like, you can't chase two things at full, f- at its full potential right. so you gotta take a, you gotta sacrifice I make way less money now and I'm way happier I make way less money now and I have m- more time less money more time mm-hmm. and more time to f- future on uh, to focus on the future you know where I'll DJ enough to have enough money like don't get me wrong I'm not stupid I don't wanna like 
starve. Right, right. But I'm going to make a little less, have more time to focus on the future. And what I'm doing is, A, I want to grow Tri Studios and I'm I'm picking pickier a lot pickier now of like projects i'm taking on because they're so time consuming yeah and i'm focusing on my own but i want to like manifest those things that really inspired me mm-hmm. in the first place the 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 trip to tokyo and why tri records even became a thing was a vinyl bar a wow. uh, coffee shop like i want to do that i want I want to throw my own party again. Like the Shuffle Tuesdays were so young, we didn't know what we were doing, but I want to do it again and curate it well. And everything I do still kind of is in the same world. It all ties in. I'm yeah. very grateful for my radio days, my my DJ stuff, because like everything that's the that's the step, that's it the platform from that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ju- that that's pretty much the focus now. I I don't like to think because i'm the type to think too many about too many things and then i don't get right. any of them done right i'm the so, same way you know one thing at a time yeah, yeah. one baby steps yeah that's what vice would always so maybe do. like a little, little vinyl coffee yeah. shop thing you know we talked about soon. this at vic soiree when i was like dude deluxe coffee bro yeah I you mean, did we, talk we, about we talked it. about how there's hardly any priscilla's party yeah you t- we starbucks. did talk about Your girl this. doesn't like starbucks i, I think deluxe she doesn't like starbucks and i love starbucks I, me too i love pauline starbucks. you need to like starbucks and i love priscilla's i love i love oh, mary love. over there mary's great she, she yeah. loves priscilla's yeah. what's mary's mary no mary works at priscilla's oh mary, yeah yeah yeah. She, she looks like allison brie she was on this podcast actually, was she because she's an actress and she's a model and i wanted her to interview she was one of the first guests i had on and she's so lovely such such an effort which one's mary person. Uh, here I'll show you real quick. Let me pull her up because I know all of them, just not by name. She looks like Allison Brie. Um, here, let me see here. You'll recognize her right away. God, we love Priscilla. Mary Amerson is her name. Here she is, right here. Let me see. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> dude. She's such a sweetheart. Right? She's so she's sweet. so nice. She's she, so effervescent. She's one of the, the ones time. that like will talk to us. Yeah. How you guys? What are you yeah. guys doing today? And she's so like, hi. oh, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, going yeah. downtown? Oh, great. Yeah. What are you doing downtown? Like, she's yeah. a, she's amazing. It's like she's interviewing you. She's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's love her, She's man. awesome, man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, deluxe coffee. I think would be the move right there, man. It's such a good name, and you could do all the vinyl. And I'm gonna all do the- more. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do more. Try it. The try it route. I got try it cafe. Try it coffee. I got try it cafe already try the, cafe i got works. the handle yeah. so we i even just I got like the saying, logo everything i like saying try it coffee because it's like try it yeah you know what it. i mean like it's so it, try a cafe oh yeah try a coffee it's very like uh it's it's shticky as they say in, in the comedic world it i has, like it's shtick. a, a stick yeah, yeah. <laughs> try try it coffee just try it don't knock it till you try it right uh we're coming up with like million-dollar idea <laughs> slogans right here, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Man. A Sketcho Show podcast exclusive. <laughs> Eric Deluxe, it has been... Look at this. We already did two hours. Wow. Two hours. I kept you an hour longer, and I am sorry, not sorry, because Don't this be sorry, has been man. such a thrilling conversation, podversation, I like to say, with an exceptional human being. Thank you, bro. And, Likewise. And, you know, you're... I, I, I can't help but to say... That it's it's moving to have you on this podcast. No, when you asked me, man, I was like, I would love to. Like, surprisingly, not not that many people asked me to be on their podcast. Really? When was the last time you were a guest on someone else's Uh, podcast? I did one with Liz a few years ago. I don't even think it ever came out. Yeah, the Wordiful podcast. But I don't think it came out. Um, And then I've done a few here and there, but but not many. Well, not many. Honored that you would take the time to come through. And trust me, once this is all produced. By your boy Omatic, 
It's going to sound phenomenal. I already, I mean, I already gonna, know it it's is. It's going to be great. It's going to be like an audio documentary. I can't wait. I can't wait to put it out. And I think I'm going to put it out early just because I'm so excited just that you were I'm excited on. too, bro. So Eric Deluxe, once again, thank you so much for being a guest on the Sketchomatic Show thank podcast. You, bro. I thank hope you. to have you back again in the future. We'll do it. Once you're, you've done 20 more endeavors. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Maybe recaps. Like, shoot for 2024. Let's do okay, it. All right. Done. All right. Love you, Eric. Deluxe. Love you too, bro. You're a good man. You're Likewise. exceptionally talented. Talented human being, <laughs> and I hope, and I wish nothing but the best for everything you do after this. Likewise, bro. There Thank it you. is. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, every time I think of you, I always remember, and I use this clip in my podcast outro, which was inspired by you. What is it? We'd always go back and forth when we would go to Vegas together, and we we're back on a BlackBerry and stuff. Yeah, and I'd go, "Hey, I'm at the airport. Where are you at?" You're like, "I'm in the cafe having a salad," and that's it. And that's remember? it. Because <laughs> Victor Fuentes. Yeah, and that's it. Victor Fuentes. Too much information. Remember, and at shit. one point, I thought it was your voice, dude. I was just gonna say, I really did. You bro. invite. I was like, "This is like yeah, fake," yeah, and that's ske- yeah. and sketch is a type to put some shit together. I was like, "That's sketch, bro." Well, we need to get the information. So we know what uh, what ambulance to send. Fuck. There's bullshit. Mm-hmm. 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 You been drinking it all tonight? What? Have you been drinking it all tonight? A couple. Bro, you and Vice. I remember Vice called me one day and he's all, "Hey, Sketch, I just heard the Victor Fuentes call." He's all, "Please tell me that is that you. is you as the nine one one operator." It's not me, and you're all. He's like, "You're you're just shattering Dog. my dreams, yeah, bro." You really... I'm like, "I'm not that talented." Yeah, that was I good. Wish. And my good. mom wanted to meet that guy, Victor Fuentes. She was like, I, know, I remember big, big called. Yeah, we called tr- the number. And it, yeah. and it, it, it was a different number. I think that got Hello. released after. Hello. Hello. I'm here. What's the address? I'm waiting for you to tell me. A couple. We got to look into him, man. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Dude, Nassi. I wonder where Victor Fuentes is at right now. I know. That's it. I like going to sleep and shit. All right. Well, <laughs> let's say in Victor Fuentes fashion, this podcast with Eric Deluxe is now officially at its end. And that's it. That's it. Take me to the hospital and that's it. <laughs> Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, S.A. Okay, bye. They called us pretty boys. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> I was very cute back when I had hair. I don't know. Not anymore. Now I'm just old, bald, and ugly. Oh, come on. Uh, that's why this podcast is audio only. Yeah. <laughs> Sketchomatic, yeah, bitches.